Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Okay. I'm making sure this works. Can you hear me? Anybody there? Yeah, you got one here. Okay. That's all I needed. Oh, is this Boris? Yes. Oh, hey, this is Mark in uh, Texas. Hey, what's up, man? Uh, not too much. I'm a friend of RB's. Okay. Am I the only one on with you? No, there's like a whole bunch of other people. No, we got Campfire Girl and Chain Freak. I love these names. Chain Freak Wincy. Not sure what that all means. <laughs> love it. Oh, shit. this your first call or your second? This is like, I had one like seven years ago. Oh. I haven't used this that much, so I'm not even sure if it's going to be recording properly or not. Okay. (laughs) I guess we're going to find out. Yeah. Hopefully. Ah, there we go. I like that one better.
Okay, here we are. I guess we'll call this the inaugural surfing with the alien call, alien and alien intercourse. I love it. Anyway, I wanted to start by uh, going over some things. Um, I found, in addition to you know the standard standard spiritual books, the Bible and shit like that, I found five other, six other books that should help everybody out understanding the actual nature of the system. And there's one, it's a combination of two. It's the Four Agreements and the Fifth Agreement. And the Four Agreements are be impeccable with your word, never take things personally, never make assumptions, always do your best. The Fifth Agreement is be skeptical but learn to listen. So as long as you're impeccable with your word, which is you speak with integrity, sailing with you mean, do not use the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others, your words will never become black magic. They can only become light of truth. So you use the power of the word and your truth and directional love. And if you keep to these agreements, you'll change your life. If you never take things personally, the system itself can't hurt you then. Because it's you guys taking things personally that makes the system act the way it does towards you because it's masculine system protecting its feminine energy because the feminine energy is the one that reached out to argue with you. And you took it personally as if you had some personal duty to it. So once you once you did that, you started arguing with it or started to come in like you have something to do in the matter, then it became personal to the system itself. So it became personal because we make it personal. Therefore, we feed the presumption as they're running off of. So we're the creator of all presumptions. They're just the use of fruct of it. They're the use of fruct of everything you do. So if you're going to go run around creating presumptions, guess who gets the fruit of those presumptions? They do. You created it. They're just going to use it. They use whatever you create. So if you're creating presumptions that you're something you're not, then change whatever they think you're not. Or change whatever they think you are because what it is is not. So if you don't like what it is, make it is not. And then you won't be of needless suffering. You're going to be immune to those opinions and actions of others. And the third, the second one and the third one go together. It's never make assumptions. So you... You ask the question. This is where the Batman thing comes in. We all learn. We all learn the questions. Remember, ask the questions. Like, uh, for instance, what facts do you have that these laws apply to me? Or do you wish to declare war on me today? Because if they don't have facts, then they don't have rights. Because they don't have a right to make claims, so they got wrongs. And the greatest enemies of peace is force and wrong. Without facts, all there is is force. Without rights, all there is is wrongs. So if they continue after that line and they don't show any facts that shows that you have a liability the laws are enforcing, then what you have is a bunch of force. No facts. No nothing. No weight. No nothing. It's just, it's just force. It's all bullshit. It's just some guy telling you you're a bully. It's basically what it is, a bully. And then always do your best. It should be self-explanatory. Just, if you always do your best, you'll never judge yourself which is one of those original sins, the judgment. It's actually the doubting of the word of God. Because when you judge yourself, you doubt God made something perfect. Made something unique and divine in his creation. So you're judging yourself, you're actually judging God, and then it leads to self-abuse and regret and all that other wonderful stuff. I, I know, I, I, I recognize all this in me. I recognize my flaws, and I still work on them. I don't know what anyone thinks. I'm not perfect, I'm just human. And then the fifth agreement is be skeptical but learn to listen. And this is where you don't really believe anybody, not even yourself. 
and use that power of doubt to question everything you hear because they'll whisper in your ear, tell you good to tell you things about yourself that manipulate you and get you to do things that they want without you even knowing it. So if you listen to the intent behind words, you'll understand the real message. So don't get caught up in semantics on words. It's irrelevant. Semantics on words is irrelevant. If you're going to believe a word has power over you, then you you don't believe that the power of the word can be used in truth and direction of love, in direction of truth and love, because you believe it has black magic or a hold over you. So therefore, you're the one fueling the belief. The word is just a word. It just describes something. What's, what, what's really important is the intent behind them. You know, look at the actor. Look at the one talking it. Look at the one saying it. And make your determination, not judgment, but determination is based on the truth you see, you hear, you feel, your intuition, your gut, everything just tells you. You should know it. You will know when someone's lying to you. Just choose to ignore it. The second book, the third book, actually, it's called Psycho-Cybernetics, and this was written back in, I think, 60s or 50s, and it's like the foundation of all self-help books. And this guy who wrote it was a plastic surgeon who turned uh, psychiatrist because he realized that not plastic surgery didn't really heal everybody, and not everybody needed to have plastic surgery to be healed. And what it really is, is you change, if you cannot change the way you perceive yourself, your self-image, then you'll never get anything accomplished because you'll always bounce back. You'll always snap back to that self-image. And basically it's done through a looping pattern, which is you repeat a mantra in your head. You know, like, I love myself so much, or I love myself, I'm the best, blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever, whatever you need to inflate, whatever you need to get, get yourself motivated so you don't let the negative thoughts come in because if you just keep looping it and go to your default loop all the time, then the negative thoughts have no way to get in. And then all of a sudden now you're reprogramming your subconscious and your subconscious creates a mechanism that automatically does what it needs to do to get the job done. So it's better if you have zero thoughts flowing through your head as long as you're out in, in a subconscious state. So I think what the book said was the average person has 70 to 80,000 thoughts a day, and professional professional athletes have somewhere between 10 to 15,000. That's it. It's like they're so focused. So the more focused you can get with the less thoughts you can have, the less the less chance you have to think your way out of any think your way into situations that can harm you, or put thought to matters that don't don't really matter, that don't concern you. But we keep filling up our head with that bullshit. Fourth book, it's called The Way of the Superior Man. Um, I recommend this for all the guys. And basically, man gives with all, gives in love with all his heart without expectation in return. Wants and desires no glory, only admiration or praise for a job well done. Um, his mission should be his passion, and he should make the love to the world as he does with his woman. And his mission is his only goal, and nothing stands in that way. And if, you're, if your mate is not complimenting on your mission, chances are you don't have the right mate. Neither are you two not communicating. Um, communicating properly, actually. And that's going to be the sixth book is the Communication Bible. And that book is awesome. All right, the fifth book is called uh, Luna Goddess, From Lunatic to Luna Goddess. This is one about women. And the way the society has been structured right now is women have been relegated to second-class citizens because they make second-class choices. Um, a second-class choice is, is akin to making pro-life, pro-choice debate. 
when it should be that the woman should know her body enough to know when she can and cannot get pregnant because that's true freedom. Then she can control it. Then she won't be subject to her biological whims and desires. She'll be able to control herself and thus control what she, uh, her direction and her purpose and her meaning and grounding herself. And this is what's been missing in those societies. Is we have such a masculine society that we've all, that the, the, the feminine side has been neglected and it's now coming out of its slumber phase. Um, I guess there's a movie out called Gods of Egypt or something like that. My friend might go see it yesterday and she was explaining it to me. That it's a story about Osiris and Isis and all those gods. And Isis ended up going down into Setsville, down to uh, the underworld. And I said, that's right. That's because during that period of time, the feminine energy actually decided to go underground, go into the shadows. And then the masculine energy took over. And if you don't heed to both of them, then you actually reject God's law because that's the book of Job as well. The book of Job, Job was put under test because he didn't pass his inheritance on to his daughters as he did his sons. The estates never passed. Thus, he did not fulfill the commandments of God that God said he made the earth for, for both men and women, male and female. So Job had to go undergo the tests by Satan in order he repent and change his way of thinking and thus include the feminine, bring the feminine aspect back into the fold and make sure it gets its proper inheritance within the earth. Now, the sixth book, I love this book. I get this Akima gave me this one. A friend of Akima gave me this one. It's an awesome, awesome, awesome book. It's called Mars and Venus in Touch. It's like a communication Bible handbook. And when you're reading this thing, you learn how to communicate with each other, male and man, man and woman. But you also learn how to communicate with the system. Because once you understand that it's masculine in nature that it protects, but it always communicates with a feminine voice. So every time it argues with you or brings something to you, it just wants to discuss it out, and you're not supposed to take that person. That's where the whole five agreements come in to make yourself in the superior man, to know that you can give the, the, the feminine energy a way to express itself without feeling threatened without feeling judged or without feeling like it's like it like it has to do something or it feels confined. So it's free to express itself and given that love and nature and and um love and natured environment upon which it can grow and express and, and it can be to its fullest. And right now every, I think everybody on earth is struggling with that with that feminine return of the feminine energy. Because it's coming out of that slumber phase. It's Part of the waking up where everything is coming everything is coming into focus everything's coming into being the feminine energy is waking up the masculine energy is starting to subside a little to, to accommodate it to go back to being equals to balance it so they got a balancing effect going on and if and that's a, that's what's going on with all the stuff going around the world too it's also a balancing effect global warming is a balancing effect all your uh, your, your gay marriages your, your pedophilia in the news everything like that I mean it's sick and disgusting as it is it really just is an accounting effect. It's just an accounting balancing effect of what has been forgotten. You know, it's just these are these are the fallout of it: the abortion, the divorce, the infidelity, the, the adultery, the greed, the lust, the, the sins. You know, the sloth, all the sins, all, all the sins that are going on in this world. This is after. It's just like the effect of it. So this is those six books will will uh, change everything. Change everything about you and uh, help you get in touch with yourself, help you understand yourself, 
to help you dominate yourself. Because if you cannot dominate yourself, then you'll be dominated by others because the inclusion of one is the exclusion of the other. And if you're already dominating yourself, then nobody else can. And that's really, you just have to have that self-knowledge because without self-knowledge, you have have no knowledge without self. So these are the six books I wanted to go over. Um, There we go. Now... All right, now, with respect to the system and what, what we have kind of pieced, what I've kind of pieced together, I think all you really need to take care of your little instant matters, it's not going to take care of everything. You're, not going to, you're probably not going to get the, the, the total accounts all set up and the burst of it and blah, 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 and yeah, all that other stuff done, but it's going to take care of instant matters. The matters currently facing you today, um, so you can take a step back and breathe. Um, we've got the DBA doing the DBA, which is doing business as that all capital letter name, the authenticated birth certificate, which is basically a foreign judgment, and your holder in due course of that property. Um, the waiver of claim, I call a Kurt Collenbeck, which I, I kind of like. Uh, it's a good band-aid. The render under Caesar quote that I keep doing, the render under Caesar, that which is Caesar, so, so Caesar be bound by covenant to render under God, that which is God, and the revocation of election. Um, that basically says you, you made a mistake and you didn't mean to elect to be part of a military jurisdiction which you didn't mean to go into. You didn't know it was there. You're ignorant of the facts. And now you're not ignorant of the facts anymore, so now you're making an intelligible, intelligible decision based on reason and logic. That they, you're, you don't belong in that jurisdiction and you apologize for it. It basically serves as repentance and atonement, or confession and avoidance, I guess, for, for Utah law people or your procedures. Um, because only the penitent man will pass, and the penitent man is one who kneels before God and confesses his sins. So you kneel before God and go, hey, man, you know, I made claims to your property. I took it personally. I thought it was about me when I realized it wasn't about me, but yet it was about me. It was about how I was going to be, how I would interact with it, my test to see how I would interact with it with the universe. And we all did it. We all made the mistake. We, I mean, there's nobody who did not make this mistake at one point in time. Everybody makes it. You think it's about you, and it's not about you. It's about an accounting system. It just happens to be surrounding you, envelops you. It's all around you, but it's not about you because the name, the, the, the truth be told, that account is about everything and everyone but you. All you are is the one who supplies the energy and gives it the motion and, and the life within that world. And as long as you're eating the true tree of life, then you don't eat the tree of knowledge because you can't have both. You either eat the tree of life or you eat the tree of knowledge. You eat the tree of knowledge, you're automatically out of the garden because that's the tree of judgment. That's the curse of Genesis 3, the tree of judgment. The tree of knowledge of good and evil is just the tree of judgment. So you're judging what God created, thus judging God. And he went, okay, fine, if you want to do that, you live out there. And it's like the scientists going up to God saying, we don't need them. And uh, God, they said, well, I'm going to pray it off. God said, okay. And the scientist reached down and get, got a handful of dirt. And God said, oh, go find your own damn dirt. It's exactly the same thing. Who are you to judge his creation? Who do you judge any part of it? So even the state apparatus that everybody hates and everybody just, just loathes, 
and everybody's railing against, and everybody's like, it's evil, it's this and that. No, that's judgment. And you cannot say you're leading of the tree of life and sit there and judge what was created in that life. Because it was the tree of life is the tree of the universe, the tree of life of the universe. And that state thing that you hate, that, that, that everybody fights against, that Vatican thing everybody hates, and the Jesuit thing everybody hates, and those quote Illuminati guys everybody hates, all that shit everybody hates is all part of the same creation you live in. It doesn't, it doesn't not exist. It does exist. It may be a fiction in that, oh my God, it's just fictions of people's minds, but it doesn't change the fact that it does exist. A cartoon is just a fiction. It fucking exists because I can see it. I can experience it. It's just a fiction in that it can't hurt. It can't jump out on the screen at me, but it still exists. And the same thing with all these corporations. They still exist. How do they exist? Because people put their energy into them to make them exist. Therefore, you have a collective of people who believe it's that. So it is that. But, it's not, but it doesn't have anything to do with me because that's of the world. That's something that's created based on people's interactions with God's creation. That's, that's the society. That's the government. That, that's the truth of it. Is All you see is all the interactions people made with God's stuff. And that's the result. That's the usufruct of that of the original use of the dominion, which is just usufruct, or profit appendry, or life estate, or whatever y'all want to call it. It doesn't matter. It's, just, it's the, the intent behind it is God gave us this earth to use. We cannot destroy it because we didn't create it. There's no way in hell we can destroy it. It's an impossibility. We can make it a living hell. Um, well, like I said, we do a good job of that but we can't destroy it. And it's the same thing with the system. The system can't destroy a man. It's an impossibility. What people believe to be the system right now is they're allowing groups of people to think certain ways that dictate to them how they think. It's a giant psychological experiment. That one that they did up where they had the 20, 20 college kids or 40 college kids or whatever, and they said, hey, you guys be the guards, you guys be the prisoners, and they had to stop that thing in 30, 30 minutes to an hour or whatever the hell it was that quick. Because everybody reverted to the roles that quickly. I mean, they achieved pecking orders and everything. I mean, it was just, it was just reading that whole thing is just amazing. It's like they've unleashed it upon the world. You know, they, they put something in the water supplies or the food supplies or whatever, and they unleashed this psychological experiment on the world. And holy shit, is it just running, running havoc, destroying everything in its path because man doesn't refuse to think for himself. Therefore, there's going to be stakes on the table by choice and consent. You're not going to use your brain. Someone else is going to use it for you. You know, and, 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 I, and, and I, I agree with this. I saw this, like, about a, three weeks ago, I saw this question on educateyourself.org, which is Ken Adachi's site, which is one of my chicken little sites because everybody's looking. The whole world's falling apart. Except for when Z.S. Livingston comes on and writes good little articles. But that's... But then again, you have what facts do you have? What do you have showing these laws apply to me? And then I added in, or do you wish to declare war against me today? Because truth be told, either you have facts or you just have force. If you have force, then what you have is wrong. And if all you have is force and wrong, then all you have is enemies of peace. So if you're an enemy of peace, then you're trying to put me into a position of servitude where I have to war against you. 
since you took an oath to the United States under the trust administration document called the Lieber Code, I'm automatically entitled to the status and privileges of a free man the second you did touch me. Because you, 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 they either they occupy the office belligerently or they occupy it by de facto trusteeship or they occupy it by du jour. I don't care. Du jour, de facto, belligerent. It doesn't matter how they're occupying the damn office. The office itself contains an oath. So if they're going to exercise the power of the office, they've already invoked the oath that they just agreed to by invoking the power of the office. It doesn't matter if they have one or not. It's fucking irrelevant. The fact is they have one. And second, they have one. It means they're, you, they're, they're part of the United States working on behalf of the United States. They just came in acknowledging belligerency and yet came, in, came into touch with someone who has been enslaved by that very belligerency. Because the rule is you got a receipt for indemnification for the pledge taken at birth because they're going to register and record every birth. That counts as a citizen. Thus, the citizen counts as a pledger towards the national debt level. Therefore, they took a pledge to you saying, I was going to be part of this whole bullshit. Okay, fine. That's, that's cool and all. But that's also 12 U.S.C. 9582, that birth certificate. And all you're doing is showing up to take it. All you're doing is showing up to say, okay, I agree with what you reserved for me. Okay, I'll go ahead and use that. You get all my title, you get all my false use, you get all my false profits. Wow, look at that. I can, get, I can give you all my sins, and you're going to take all my sins away from me, and you're going to make use of them? That's fucking awesome. They're going to monetize it. Guess who's the source of the sin? I am. If I'm the source of the sin and they're the one profiting from it, that very nature of it is the usufruct. So the second they took your sin and profited from it, they became usufructory. They just don't want to return to reciprocations. They just want to do their damn job, not their duty. And their job is what? Their job is to mismanage the public trust for private profit and gain. Well, Article 46 prevents that from happening. They're engaged, they're basically, the one in public office is engaging in child molestation and abuse resulting from infant sex trafficking through forced commercial intercourse for private profit and gain, and all done for the protection of national security. In other words, if the dude is just, if the occupier of the office is doing the job, then that public official is turning the public office for position of trust currently occupied to private advantage to buy and sell stocks as a broker-dealer, especially on a small scale which are your private placements and securities for adoption, which is why they never have to report it to the SEC. And then lying cheat in order to engage in a crime, apparently free speech according to the Supreme Court rulings, especially a robbery against the public trust. And if you do nothing to stop it, then you stand guilty for allowing the crime to occur as an accomplice and thus agree to be the one employed to take responsibility for the action as an accessory to a, for an accessory to a crime shall be treated as if they're principal to said crime pursuant to public law. Atonement as opposed to atonement. An, aton an atonement is the formal transference of something to someone else. So they create a liability. You bring in your indemnity receipt. They've already got a prepayment from the Treasury for the liability because they went and deposited it at the court. Your local courts are just prize courts. They're coming in to divvy up the booty. You come in with a receipt for indemnification for that same booty. Now what they do is they work, they work it to try and turn you into an alternative agreement under 2032A of Title 26 to get you to be the one who transfers something to them. And that's the purpose of the attorney. And what are they transferring? They're transferring your interest, your estate, 
into their Article 4, Section 3, Clause 2 jurisdiction subject to the Acts of Congress. And they're trying to keep you there because the purpose of Article 4, Section 3 of the U.S. Constitution was to create a federal trust by which they could hold federally acquired lands until such lands could be made into states and the proceeds used to reduce the public debt. So once you come in as a living man or living woman, an heir living, whatever you want to call it, live, whatever, as soon as you come and show you're not dead, then boom, they have to hand everything over. And how do you do that? Well, it appears to me that you make the live birth record, the birth certificate, and the Social Security card all match, which means you have to do a name change at some point to get a decree to have them change and update those records. But as we've been told by IRS, you need a living trust to put it into. So you need a living trust to put the end, put the resulting estate that you get from the from the redemption of the certificate with the, the trustees that are holding it. You go in and get your name changed, it automatically should move it over, but now you need a trust to operate it through. Because a man cannot be seen in that world. And the most a man will ever be is a natural person, and a natural person apparently operates through a living trust. You create your living trust to get your natural person. And then you collapse that that name into your trust, and then, boom, now you have a trust to run through that creates a short circuit when somebody tries to come in and use the Social Security number as a whore of Babylon because that's what their job is. The job of any public official is to treat you as citizen as if it were a whore of Babylon for the public debt obligation shall never be in question. That's where I got the pedophilia and child molestation for private property again because Babylon is what? Baby loins. The baby's loins. So they're going to use that for pedophilia and child molestation which is just saying... The child is just a birth certificate that they're creating. It's an infant. So what they're doing is they're passing around for intercourse. So everybody can have intercourse with it and rape it. It's not a real child. It's just words. It's everybody else taking it personally that makes it disgusting. But it's just words. But then it, then it translates into reality because the people make it go into reality. You know, they're out there sinning. They're out there getting their abortions. They're out there you know, having their divorces, they're out there adultery and they're out there in greed, they're out there all this stuff. That's an empty way of life handed down with a bunch of false prophets. Why would you want to keep a hold of that world? That's Caesar's world, a false prophet. False leader, false god, all that shit. It's all false. It's all false because it's scarcity. It's a land and world of scarcity they're trying to sell you. And they're trying to scare you. It's a scarcity. In other words, it's a, it's a whole environment based on ruling and fear. And they want to put you in a job, which you help mismanage the public trust. You keep on inheriting or keep on leaving nothing but empty way of life for your, for your children and their children. And I don't want that no more. Even though I don't, if I don't have any, it doesn't stop me from saying, I want to put in a future or I want to... I want to give a present to the future present that's better than the present I received from the past present. So that way that the granddaughter of the girl I know, she already has a child, she's only 25, she already has a little girl who's like five years old. So when that girl has a, has a granddaughter, I want her to grow up in a world that's the first generation that lives through this, but not carry over what was already there. That's what I want to see. That's what I strive to. 
because that shit has to go. All the crap we've been dealing with has got to go. You cannot, nothing of that world can pass. It all must be burned off. All the bullshit must be going. All the, this patriot psyop crap that I fucking hate dealing with because it makes me not able to talk to nobody pisses me to, off to no end. I think y'all heard the little thing with Anna on, on the audio and that's a result of it. I just get very angry at it because it just keeps rearing and rearing its head and the only thing it does is keep putting people into jail and getting them into trouble. That's it. That's all I've ever seen it accomplish. It may have its little things in the beginning, but in the end, the people who go down that route end up getting butt-fucked the most. You know, they get they get treated... I equated this to one of my buddies, man. He, he, he was, he's starting to go down that route, and I told him the other day, I go, man, if you go down that route, you're more fucked than an 80-year-old hooker working long shore docks. You know, I mean, it, it's just like that. They're going to eat them alive. Look at everybody else who's went fee schedule routes. Has anybody ever done anything? I mean, I equate it to the guys who dump toxic waste off, off into the ocean, and the United States slaps it with what? 500000 maybe a million or two, fine, per day. When they're making $20 million a day by doing it, that's just a cost in doing business. Same thing with your fee schedules. If it's going to be so much money in silver, they're going to be like, okay, fine, that's a cost of doing business. Oh, by the way, you're not allowed to profit from your own wrong. And you're wrong now. Well, you can't profit from it. Because you just agreed to it. By having a fee schedule there, you just agree they can do anything you want to as long as you pay for it. That's Talmudic law, guys. That's Talmudic law, that, that, that there was a price. If, if some guy slept with their... I mean, this is disgusting. I just read this today. And it, the, the, there's, if they sleep with a child under three years old or a virgin girl under so many times or something like that, they can make amends to the family by paying them. And that's the same thing you're doing with your fee schedules. You're saying, here, you can bend me over and you can rape me all day long, just pay this price. I mean, why would you do that to yourselves? Why wouldn't you want everlasting life? Why wouldn't you want to do everything with a mind that's let go? Don't accept praise or gain or anything else. If you let go a little, you'll have a little peace. If you let go a lot, you'll have a lot of peace. If you let go completely, you will have complete peace. Why not let go completely? I mean, it seems to me that the only way out of it is to get rid of everything that got us into it. And everything that got us into it is anything that refers to scarcity. So we need to make atonement, not atonement. We don't need to transfer anything to someone else, even ourselves. We need to make atonement. We need to reunite, denoting unity or reconciliation, between, especially between God and man, but also with the state and man, because the state is the physical manifestation of God here on earth because it's collective consciousness of all the participants involved in it. And if you're not going to be a participant in it, then you're going to feel the effect of it because it's the wind. It doesn't really exist, but it exists. It's always going to be there. It's inevitable. It's a product of our interactions. So either we take responsibility as a whole and learn, hey, man, we're just all lunatics. We're running around the insane asylum as lunatics, man, because we forgot about the other side of everything. We're so busy fighting, we forgot about the other side, which is negotiation and surrender. 
Negotiation just means take that little surrender instrument and negotiate it for settlement. So that's what it is. A surrender is the instrument itself. The birth certificate itself, once you get it, it's called a surrender. It's the document itself is called a surrender. So you're presenting the surrender to effectuate the, quote, remedy. And when you're looking at the laws in the 1295A, nobody will be out, nobody can be held liable for anything you do in good faith for trying to uphold that. So once you make your contracts, it works exactly like I told you in, Mex in New Mexico videos. Once you make your contracts, you make your stand on your contract under 15 U.S.C. 1. In fact, there was a guy today. I don't know if you all heard it. A guy today was just indicted from Anderson, whatever he was, Anderson Finance or something like that. Single car crash, high time and high rate of speed. I don't think it was accidental. You know, those, I mean, it wasn't, I don't think that was an accident. It was an accident, but it wasn't an accident. You know what I mean? So, but he was also being indicted and he was facing, you know, they were talking about the Sherman Antitrust Act today. And this guy was indicted under the Sherman Antitrust Act for, for his dealings with the board and whatever else he was doing. He was probably into some shady stuff. But that stuff's real. They really, they, they really fear that stuff. You know, and I think they feared more of like what he was going to say to save his own ass. So that's 10 years in jail each year for, for the Sherman. And 10 years and a million dollars and a hundred million dollars of a corporation. Or is it $10 million of the dude? I forget what it is. But now, and then, that, that's what happens when they interfere with your contract. Because you're running under a 1295A contract that was issued under public policy to protect national security. Who the fuck is anybody to get in the way of that, especially when the president and the secretary and the office of the have all signed off on it? The executive, the War Department, and the guy that the, that the, that the whole banking system operate, that answers to. And they've already accepted this. You've already got a trinity. You've got a trinity of dudes already accepting. I've got the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Oh, look at that. I got it all in secular. Now you can come in and you can operate through the declaration. And the declaration is just you surrender your, earthly, your, your, your attachments to your earthly wealth. You make pledges to help everybody else around you. And you agree to hold up the agreement. That's really all it is. That seems to me to be like the... the the ultimate codification of the word of law, be, 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 true, uh, be true to thine own self, and also the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have done unto you. That's, why, that's where the whole, you know, all works are done in blank's name for blank's glory, for if blank receives the benefit, then blank bears the burden. And if I do all those works as if I were to receive, does it really matter who blank is? That's where that came from. You know, and... and and I mean, it's, it's just phenomenal when you understand. They even told, I found this on another side. The, the credit theory is this, that a sale and a purchase is the exchange of a commodity for credit. From this main theory springs the sub-theory that the value of credit or money does not depend on the value of any metal or metals, but on the right which the creditor acquires to payment. That is to say, the satisfaction for the credit and the obligation of the debtor to pay his debt, and conversely on the right of the debtor to release himself from his debt by the tender of an equivalent debt owed by the creditor, and the obligation of the creditor to accept this tender and satisfaction of his credit. That right there is 1295A. Contract insurance policy and indemnity clause all at once. 
So it's such as a fundamental theory, but in practice, it is not necessary for a debtor to acquire credits from the same person to whom he is a debtor. We are, we are all both buyers and sellers, so that we're all at the same time both debtor and creditors of each other. And by the wonderfully efficient machinery of the banks to which we sell our credit, and which thus become the clearinghouse of commerce, the debts and credits of a whole community are centralized and set against each other. In practice, therefore, any good credit will pay any debt. 1295A will pay any debt. You're operating in good faith. How are you operating in good faith? Well, you made an agreement under the declaration. To what? To pledge your credit to the United States, which is just the access of all your false profits because the United States became use of factory. But that's the agreement under international law to restore peace. And if they want to, the guys who will come in and occupy these offices may be just corporations, but the second they, they, they invoke the functions of the state and acted with the authority of the state, like they had the right to force you to do something, they now have a corresponding duty to answer what facts do you have showing these laws apply to me, or do you wish to declare war against me today? And if they wish to declare war, this is when you use all the treaties and other shit in absence of the fact. Because first, you have to show where the one occupying office is now belligerent. So it's a belligerent occupier. In order for the treaties and shit have effect, and since these guys act as, as if they are the state, and even though they're merely private corporations, and they agree to perform duty as administrator and usufructory as de facto trustee, not their job, but their duty. Administrator and usufructory. They can administrate as many court cases as they want, but they're always the usufruct of those same court cases which means they have to settle all claims, keep things in repair, pay all taxes, not damage the product, and keep an inventory of what's subject to the use of fruct. They can't put me in a jail if I'm subject to the use of fruct because that would be a material alteration of my being and my essence. They can only get the right to use it for profit, so profit. I don't care what you do with it, it's profit. I just don't have any duty to it. Why? Because there's been no fact saying I have a duty to it. I have an allegiance to another, I have allegiance to someone else. And according to Article 105 of the Law of Nations, Article 104, as a foreigner to those lands, because I'm not of the I'm not of the state. I'm in the state, but I'm not of it. I'm in the world, I'm not of it. So as a foreigner to that state, that of the state, then I have no duty to it other than to help protect it and defend it according to the laws of my origination. So my kingdom my God, my king, that's who I have the duty to. I don't have a duty to anybody out here, none of these people, except treat everybody as I wish to be treated. That's the only duty I have. That's the whole law. Everything else is crap. It's all somebody trying to force a will on someone else. Now with that, we're going to, uh, let's see, i got one more quote I'm going to read you off. It's very beautiful. Actually, two more quotes. A return to first principles in a republic is sometimes caused by the simple virtues of one man. His good example has such an influence that the good men strive to imitate him, and the wicked are ashamed to lead a life so contrary to his example. Niccolo Machiavelli. So there we go. We just have to lead the example. And the evil ones, the ones who are wicked or who operate, you know, not like that, will be ashamed of themselves. And that's, when you, that's what you'll see in them, the shame. 
and they'll no longer be angry to you. They'll be ashamed of themselves. So they'll be angry at themselves because I'm rubber, you're glue. Whatever you, whatever soever you say about me, you say about you. I'm going to give you three updated sticks and stones doctrine saying, I'm rubber, you're glue. Anything you think about me, you think about you. And I'm rubber, you're glue. Everything you feel about me, you feel about you. Because none of it's... When you're dealing with each other, you're dealing with a mirror of you. And whatever you get back from them that triggers something in you of some anger, it's something inside of you you must work on. Not them. It's never their fault. It's always something inside of you. Because you're the, it's the reflection coming back to you. It's always that way. It's always been that way. We're each in a mirror of each other. We just look at it through a fog. Don't even realize it. So, okay, with that, we're going to see how this goes here. We'll start opening up the floor. Hi, anybody has any questions? Okay, circuit courts don't care about 1295A. Not at all. Doesn't apply in this court. How are their courts any different than United States courts? How are the judges any different? There you go. All right, International Covenant on Civil Political Rights. You can use that too. You know, you can use everything. Just get your contracts put into place. Once you get your contracts into place, then you go defend them with the, with under under the debt collection laws because the court case itself is a debt collection attempt on behalf of the United States. So if they're going to come in there and they're not going to put the facts over what they're doing, then what they've done is they, they declare war. If they declare war, they just went into the private capacity. You know, it's 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 really what what you're how you're going to approach it. If you're going to allow them to say this, because they're allowed to lie, Supreme Court gave these guys the right to lie. You think they're not going to lie to you all the time now? Because they don't have to answer to God. That is their God. They're doing legal. It's legal to lie now. It's illegal to have forked tongue. Legal to talk with silver with with, with silver mouth and all that shit. in that world. That's why we came at it the way we come at it. I want them to answer the question, what facts do you have showing these laws apply to me? Because how do you know what fucking, if you have to do anything with it, if it doesn't apply to you? Maybe it's just because everybody assumes it did, that it became that way, and now that's why they poo-poo it. I don't know. Maybe everybody just assumes something. Nobody's asking questions. I'm just pulling it off the off. I'm just pulling it off the chat rooms here. What did the Secretary of State refuse to accept the assignment? Um, 
the assignment, from what I understand, okay, the authenticated birth certificate, from what I understand, is to be used in the probate matter when you do the name change. You put it into the, you put it in there, and that serves as your payment for the name change. It's like a default name that you can come in and make the change on, you know, just like anything else. It's like Ryan playing a video game. You have a default name. You want to change it? Yeah. All right. Uh, if you understand any of this, make it happen. Here they will not let you open your mouth. I already know they're not going to let you open up your mouth because you're supposed to be dealing with this in private. But evidently, people like to go in and try and prove they know something. Now, I haven't done anything for the probate matter for the name change. I guess you just have to kind of go through it. Um, people who have gone through it have to do it, you know, have had to do it like once, two, two or three filings for it, sometimes as much as four or five. You know, but they have to answer to it because you're coming in to make a chain. Now, you could probably just write, in Florida, you could probably do the affidavit right up there to, uh, to the registrar. Hello? Yeah. Hey, Boris. Um, you talked about uh, switching uh, the process as far as uh, taking your the uh, social security account estate and having it transferred over to Chicago. Oh, Could yeah. Could you maybe el elaborate on that a little bit? All right. The SS5, um, if you come in as the estate holder, you sign the bottom of it as the estate holder. Uh, your place of birth will be the city, state of the union. Um, and it, you come in that way, and you move your account over to Chicago. Now, I've heard people who just put on your usufruct or your naked owner on the bottom, and that also works. Now, is, now I guess maybe I'm, I'm overanalyzing or something. Uh, would that be... Since we already have, like, the average person like me already have a social, right? But huh? we go and we get, uh, you know, there's there's a bunch of ways you can do it. Um, uh, I guess you can go get a, uh, an EIN for the, S for the SSN. You know, you can fill out an SS4, and it says if you have a social security you can number, you can put that on there, or if you're acting in that capacity, I guess. Okay, um, all right. Well, well, here's the here's the deal with what we're doing. The SS five, when we move over to Chicago, there's a reason for that. It's because when we put our living trust in place, we're planning on making the fiduciary the Federal Reserve. So why not have the account already at the Federal Reserve where they can go ahead and do their thing, all their accounting? That's why we moved it over there. The SS five that you that you or the SS four to get the EIN number, we have it on the have it on the forums. Right. If you go look under the DBA remedy, I believe it is, you can you can get it there. And all that does is, is get you a social security, uh, um, SS4 number that doesn't use the social security number but keeps the all-capital letter name as the trustee. 
That way when you do your name change, now the trust comes and does business under that all capital letter name, and the name change puts everything and pulls it all into the private into that trust when you fill out a couple of, I forget exactly what forms you're filling out. So there's a little process behind everything we're doing. It's not like the SS5 goes over there and that's some magical bullet. No, it's a combination of things. You know, it's a combination of, of, a, of a couple moves we're putting in, and we'll see how it all works in the end. But we believe it's going to end up giving us the free range of what we, what we need to do with it because I'm not just looking to get my account set up and have a green card or a white card or a blue card or a purple card or whatever the hell rainbow color card is going to be out there. No, I, I'm, I'm looking for it because you're going to, we're going to need something in place for when all the debt comes called due. Because it is going to come back on, the, on this country and it's going to be huge. And if there's nothing in place to account for it, which is what the people have to do themselves, that's why you don't see it in the system. That's why you're not seeing this in your textbooks and you're studying the laws and everything else. Because nobody has put it into place. It's been contemplated. The, the structure and the framework is there. Also, I wouldn't be able to find it. But the structure and framework of it all is there, but it hasn't been manifest in the thought, form, and reality because nobody had the dream and desire to do that until recently. So we're actually creating a new jurisdiction, which we'll go into, that doesn't exist yet on this earth, but it has been contemplated. So, Like I said, the framework is there. We just have to finish building it up. Okay. Uh Okay, that that clarifies a lot more. Um, uh, the, the other thing I had a, uh, I, I kept having to listen to the audio again, but I was maybe a little too much at one time for me. But uh-huh. you you specified um, the living trust as, and you also have your your private, you know, just uh, yeah, initial little, trust. Yeah, your little household thing. You know, right. that's what they have reserved for you is the house of the last name. Um, Kurt Collenbeck kind of went over it last night on his call a little. And I still think Kurt's a little messed up with the whole afterbirth thing, but that's Kurt's little joy, Kurt's little thingy. Because um, I don't believe they enslaved anybody. I believe your own mind enslaves you because you, you because people refuse to think. They thought everything was as it was. When they realized it wasn't, they got all pissed off. and like, what? Okay. You know, it's the same thing when mom told you about Santa Claus or the Tooth Fairy. You know, this is no different. We've been lying right. to our damn lives, and all of a sudden now we get pissed off? Right. And, you know, I, I, well, I spoke to some uh, officials, and uh, uh, they know, but it's not their job to tell us. But, I mean, right. and there's nothing okay. to get mad about it. You know, if, if, if you start well, getting mad, that, that's they, they kind of important. I hear, here's the deal. Everybody who says that, that, that disclosure has never been had is fucking lying to themselves because it's everywhere. Yeah. I, mean, we found, I mean, somebody, I don't forget who posted it. I don't know who posted it. I, I forget his name now. He posted Puff the Magic Dragon. Paper, drag, drag paper, meet drag paper. Jack Draper, meet Jack Paper. I mean, that thing is just awesome. I'm like, wow, there you go, right there. Full fucking disclosure of what has happened. Full. Full well, it's not their job to make this go read the public record. 
Yeah, it's not their job to do that. They put it everywhere. They put it in the movies. They put it in the radio shows. It's, I mean, the, the TV shows. They put it in the cartoons. They put it. In, I mean, they put it everywhere. The only problem is, is they put it only where children would see it. That's why they come as a child to see the truth. Because men, men. I mean, when we get older, we tend to get a little caught up on our bullshit, and we forget that we're children of the universe first. We're here to explore. We're here to be. We're here. We're here to we're here to to learn how to be creators, not learn how to create someone else's dreams. We're learning. We're here to learn how to bring our own dreams into, into fruition, and that's what that whole uh, that other one we do that that Yokar man that Yokar. I don't know if y'all have read the Yokar thing yet, but the Yokar I, thing I, I, phenomenal man. I mean that thing is just awesome. That's what led up to. The, the drawing I did with it, too, because this is the drawing I've had in my head. I just couldn't get it into form until I read that yoke card. And I went, there it is. I went, right there, three fucking pages. teaches you how to create. And what you do is you have to have a dream and a desire. And the dreams masculine will be fed by the... The dreams masculine will be fed by the desires feminine. The dreams feminine will be, will, will be attracted to the masculine of the desire. And you don't let them collapse on you. You let it... You, you release it once it gets to a point where you can visualize the form and substance. Once you can visualize the form and substance, you release it, and now it gives the snapback. So the desire becomes the wish, which takes form in the reality, and the dream becomes vision, which takes substance in the reality, and they both get created and merged. But the life force will do that. You don't have to do that. And the guy who gave this to me actually runs his business without advertising Without any advertising whatsoever, he uses this this whole process to visualize customers buying his stuff, and they come and buy it. Um, I, I I wanted to tell you I, I went out and I had a, about a two hour conversation with a banker over here by by where I live. I've been kind of just building a relationship, you know, uh-huh. throughout the past months. Anyway, we finally sat down because I told him I'm you know get my uh, trust papers together because I like to open up an account. When I sat down and I spoke to him, <clears throat> and I said, this is what I wanted to try to do. Uh, we set up a living trust, and, you know, me as the executive trustee, so on and so forth, and we want to be able – he understood the, he understand the, the, the term usufruct and, and whatnot, and I said, I just want to be able to not, – it's not for profit. It's simply just to wipe out debt. and. Uh, and I explained how, you know, from my from my point of view, and he understood what I was talking about. He said there's a specific person that has the author, authorization in in all banks. You know, mm-hmm. in his case, it'd be somewhere in the corporate that would that would help get that set up. He's like, bring your, paper, bring your paperwork in, and we'll get you in the right direction. Exactly, what that's telling. why you have to bring in your trust. They have to vet the trust. In other words, they have to confirm it. And they confirm it by taking it you know, with the IRS as well. So when you get your public trust done, then, I mean, your, your private living trust or whatever you want to call it, yeah. when you get that done, they confirm it. And to confirm it also means what? To breathe the spirit of life into it and bring it into the church. As well as, as, as doing an, uh, an, an acceptance of an executive act by a legislative process or something like that. Um, there's many different definitions. Remember, all the definitions are working at the same time. So when they confirm something, all those other definitions are in operation at the same time. So you have it settled up on the ecclesiastical level. You have it set up on the civil level, the common law level. All those levels are all operating at the same time. Same thing with that word job. When you look at it, all those 
eight, six, seven different definitions are all working at the same time. It's like that with any word. Any word, if it has six definitions, six definitions are in operation at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 yeah. It's not like you use it to one. No, you're, you're, so therefore your intent and meaning behind it should encompass all those the, the same words behind it. And then you remove the whole semantic problem of people not understanding, but then people will still want to argue because then, they have to, then they'll argue about how to, But if you realize that every word has multiple definitions all operating at the same time, <coughs> so your conversations take on different, deeper meanings. When you see it that way, now you're talking. You know, now you're talking along all levels. And to, uh, to add to that, um, he 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 did make sure. I mean, we we came to the agreement, you know. And I just wanted to hear him say it too. But for anybody who's out there listening, you know, uh, and wanting to do this, don't plan on just sitting back and. And they're going to take care of it because if you have your trust and you're the executive trustee, you have to be the one that that calls the shots. And that's what the banker was telling me. He's like, whatever it is you're trying to do, you need to be able to uh, let us know or, uh, or whoever the fiduciary, if you're going to sign somebody a fiduciary or if, if somebody, you know, want, needs to get paid for their services or whatnot, uh, it has to get handled uh a specific way, but the banker was telling me, he's, you know, but that's uh, but that's a little down the road. Is you know, that's after you get everything set up. Um, oh, um, uh, it's it's always a process, you know, and everybody seems to be in this rush to get everything done. And I understand that everybody's got their little instances. And if you under if you understand what the question I just asked was about what, what facts do they have these laws apply to you, there will be no answer because the fact is what? None of those laws apply to you because what are they charging? They're not charging you. They're charging everything and everyone but you because they're using a damn name. When you give credibility to what they're ac- accusing you of, then you acknowledge it and there you, therefore Correct. you agree to it. That, that's when you made it personal. And once you made it personal, the feminine energy goes, Oh, it sounds personal, and then boom. And they change the subject. Yeah, they do change the subject. They're just throwing you off the game. That's why I put everything under one simple question. What facts do you have of, of that of that these laws apply to me or that I have any liability here? What facts? Because all they are is getting you to argue. Hey, uh, Boris, I'm sorry to keep asking questions, but i got a few people on the line, and uh, I'm kind of like the designated uh, – Question to ask her. Uh, if, if maybe you could, um, you had a lot of eyebrows being raised, uh, and uh, I guess a lot of things started clicking in some people around, you know, that are working with me, you know, their heads about the 1099, the bond in the 1099A when you go to the county treasurer and stuff, and you know, you're the creditor and the bar and the and the you're the lender and the bar and the borrower. Yeah. Uh, is <clears throat> could you maybe just as far as uh, maybe just explain that maybe just maybe a little more clear for the people who haven't because uh, they only read it they haven't heard the audio but since you know they wanted to be on they wanted to hear it um, is there like a specific place in the county or is it just a county recorder the clerk's office that that we may go deposit the bond or would be the court registry in the county 
or is there a specific place that you that you were referring to? Um, what we do, we went ahead and we sent it into the to the county commissioners because that's who's running the show here. The county commissioner. Yeah, because it's it's actually you know the county it's and the county Pinellas County here is called County or Pinellas comma County of that's its registered that's its legal name. And under Florida Constitution, they do business under the, the Florida Board of Commissioners. And the Florida Board of Commissioners then charters out all these little corporations and everything else, and they do their, they do their business, and they, they're actually the ones running, the, they're running all the public trust. Now, until you come in and claim your property out of the Article 4, Section 3, Clause 2 jurisdiction, the county, the county commissioners would have authority over that public trust to hand it over to anybody in the in the quote public to administrate it to pay whatever debts come in through the through the trust through the courts to pay it to levy against that estate so they can pay it. The 1099 INT and the bond stuff, what it does, it puts a, a promise to pay a promissory note, basically a bond for for future performance, into the county for double the amount or whatever your equivalent is for double the amount. We we'll use double the amount here of the matter because the county is actually acquiring the property because remember county is just united states it's just a, it's just a consular extension office of the united states the county treasury is a consular extension office of the united states treasury all right so the united states runs through the counties the county the 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 court case itself is a debt collection effort on behalf of the united states in accordance with 28 usc 3002 so they come in and run their debt collection against it so the county acquires the debt or the property that the debt is leaned against, and they sell off the then they sell off the property to cover the debt for the acquirement of the property. So your bond would then basically underwrite the county's acquirement of the property, use the 1099-INT to effectuate a payment or transfer of interest, or so-called payment, basically just numbers moving around uh, against your birth record. And for the QCIP number, we found that the last nine digits of your uh, state file number is basically the, nine, the QCIP number. Um, that effectuates a payment of interest to your Social Security number, which has been pledged over to the county so they can acquire the court case via 1099A acquisition, wherein the whatever property was being acquired is acquired by the county, and then you acquire the bond back from the county to pay that minus any payments of that debt. So you're returning the instrument back to you, minus any payments, because the payment actually comes from the treasury in the form of interest payment, a dividend. Huh. That's, that's really how that, that, that's how all that um, kind of works. Okay, okay. Well, I just, uh, you know, I was actually trying to look at the county treasurer to maybe see if I could just uh, open up or just, you know, make a pledge, you know, pledge a bond or something. Because I mean, well, I was just thinking, well, if I was the county, I would take it anybody who wants to pledge yeah. something. That's all. See now, now what you have is since you're putting a bond into the county record, then I mean, when you're doing that, you effectively um, you effectively come in and you put a. Let me pull it up here. You, it's called defensive mechanisms on the website here. Let me see if I can find where it is. Um, because you're coming in through 
the registered mail. You're actually putting a, a financial institution, uh, an instrument into the financial institution for the post office. Um, the registered mail insures it, so you can come back and make claim to it because now you'd be coming in under the Financial Institutions Anti-Fraud Enforcement Act because they're using the mails to make their claims. Therefore, they all come underneath the, the, the purview of the United States Post Office. So you're going to put an instrument in there to settle up a claim that they said was there, but now they keep coming back at you, which means the claim itself might be fraudulent. So now you, have, now you kind of petition. You know, you write up a little action going, here, man, are you going to take care of this or shall I? A little quite tam action, mini quite tam action saying, here's all the stuff. Are you going to take care of this or am I? Because, you know, you gave a bond in them to settle up the matter as, you know, a good faith effort on your behalf under 12 U.S.C. 95A to do a transfer of interest or other property to and for the account of the United States so these debts could be sold and the proceeds used to reduce the public debt. Someone got in the way of it. So now we have to do an investigation into it because if not, it could be a violation under 31 USC 5, uh, 12 USC 37B1 and B2 because now it's, they're endangering national security and the financial system for risk due to exposure. So the risk is uh, the, now there's a, there's a liability due to an extension of debt, because that's what exposure is, extension of debt, regardless of form. So every time a court case comes in, there's an exposure happening. And, there, and the way, and when you come in, when we come in our way and they refuse to do it, then they're opening the door to risk due to exposure. And it could, and it could expose the system to risk. So it, it undermines everything and they're not allowed to undermine the financial system because they have to ensure the financial system doesn't suffer risk through exposure so it can keep paying its debts. And that's part of its national policy, that's part of its public policy obligations. So the Financial Institutions and Fraud Enforcement Act of 1990, which is 104 Stat 4894, 12 USC 4201, is part of Homeland Security. Under that, you can come in as a private contractor to address the Attorney General to to respond to it. And if he doesn't respond, then you can move forward on your own quiet town. And now you've come in as the private Attorney General. Because now you have now you have someone admitting of slavery who is refusing to accept the payment of debt to remove you from a position of servitude. Thus he's now thus you're now a POW in the state. If you're a POW in the state, remember the whole 14th Amendment thing is the resident, there's a resident and a citizen, or a resident of the state in the United States. So if you're the resident in the state, you're, you're, a, you're a prisoner of war. Since you're a prisoner of war of the state, then the public trust is now threatened. So you become an attorney general in the United States to come after those people, those responsible parties in enforcement of uh, 15 U.S.C. 1 and through the Lieber Code and through other various articles of the, of the Hague, Geneva, and Vienna Conventions, along with the Red Cross Convention. And you're doing so under treaty and international law and law of nations. So you're not doing this under statutes and codes and rules and everything else. You're doing this as a nation to nation because you're a nation unto yourself and you're a member of a group of nations, a group of people, a tribe.
the United States is just a tribe. Think of it that way. So now you're coming in to prevent those people from trying to rape, pillage, and plunder, which is your duties under international law as a foreigner anyway. You should help them, as long as you keep in duty with your with your origination. So the origination is I don't make claims to your property, but I'm going to here to help you in your times of, of uh, times of emergency. And that's why you do the render of the Caesar. That's why you do the waiver of claim. That's why you do the revocation of election. It assures them that you're not going to be making claims against that same property they need to run their run their show so there'll be no underlying claim to go along with it. So therefore they have assets. So you become an asset. And you become an asset in commerce by being a liability in capitalism. Nice. Okay. Are you there? Okay. Uh, anybody else? Um. You know, you know how you said the money is going to, you know, the Pope came down and fired the trustees and, you know, now the UN's the, the trustees for the the bankruptcy now. And um, uh, so, you know, pretty much the the U.S. has like what, until 2020 or three years, whatever, to get all their accounts settled or whatever. I don't know how long they really have. Um. Sure, they they keep on pointing to this 2025 date when like supposedly American population will be down to like 67 million or 70 million or whatever. So right, yeah, yeah they're kind of. And then what you have, what you have going on is you got Donald Trump, who's uh basically a lying snake, Hillary Clinton, which is a lying snake. Both of them. They're out telling, you know, Donald Trump will, will change his tune to the crowd anyway. I mean, he's just a panderer. Um, he's, a, he's what I call the economic stress test. And if you read the silent weapons for quiet wars, it goes over what the stress tests are. Stress tests are economic indicators that they do on certain commodities like oil, um, meat, milk, eggs, stuff like that. And they fluctuate the prices um, really high or really low. You know, that's why you get swings. And what they do is they, they observe the spending habits changes and everything else. And while an individual's buying habits can't be predicted, a group of people can. They'll have tendencies. Well, the same thing with politics. What you have is you have a bunch of pissed off people who know that all politicians are corrupt lying bastards, but they believe a businessman <laughs> a businessman who made billions is not. And I'm, I don't understand the logic, but, you know, whatever. Um, because it's not what Donald Trump has done; it's how he has failed. And if we, there's there's a few videos now going up, people are pointing it out that oh, John Oliver, YouTube, John Oliver, Donald Trump. He he goes over a whole thing of Donald Trump. It's hilarious as hell, but he points out some really good things that Donald Trump is entertaining. But if you're gonna put him in position like that, 
you need to look at the man. Well, I was just kind of curious to, for, you know, I'm looking at it like this. Uh, mm-hmm. We need to, we need to get like, for me and my family and stuff. I want to be able to get, you know, because I've been in this for a while, uh, and I'm ready to. So we're starting to put our trust and everything together, so we can operate out of that, so we can be secure. Yeah. From I know. I, I just have, we don't want to be creating liabilities, and if anybody who doesn't want to get their shit together and uh, straighten up, then we're just going to be a liability to the United States, and um, by just you know spending debt and and create you know creating more debt and everything, and so uh, things are going to kind of change, and I don't know, is, is that somewhere? No, I, I understand. I, I understand what people want, and uh, you know it'll all be there when we're when when it's when it's ready. But first things first is that people have to, you know, take care of themselves and their hearts, because if they don't change the way they are, I don't give a fuck how many of these living trusts they put together. If they're going to act the way they have been, then they're going to go right back to the way they were. Yeah. You know? And that, that shit won't protect them because they'll fuck it up. The system has a way of weeding out those who live by lip service. Don't preach. Don't don't. I mean, don't 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 walk it. And that's what I'm saying. You, if if people are gonna sit there and tell me that they're walking the tree of righteousness in life, but sit there and judge something evil that, that was intended to be there by the by the nature of creation, then they're not eating of the tree of life and righteousness, they're eating of the tree of judgment, the tree of good and evil. Because then they've judged, they've judged it that it's not worthy enough for them to pay attention to it. Now they're now they're right back where Job was when Job denied his daughters. They're that's right exactly back what, in position. That's, that's exactly what uh the trust consultants that I that I've been working with because they've been doing this their whole life operating from a private. They said, when you get to this point and you're you got your own thing set up, there ain't no. There's a few things you know, and it's 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 in that literature I, I sent you though. Uh, you you know there ain't no, you know, public uh, political rallies. There ain't no uh, flaunting and talking about and advertising. You know this. You know what your private trust or what all this stuff you do because uh, you're just painting a red big target on for you for uh, right to get you know, harassed and so you just you know you, that's mess why with that's, you know those people aren't coming out and talking about it they'll give you the books and everything which I, well, I they, talk privately. they talk privately at least to me <laughs> I'm lucky yeah well I mean uh, we have a we have a contract that because they're they're help they're they're consulting me uh as far as structuring and uh my my trust and everything and yeah I mean, they'll, they'll help they'll help you a little bit but you gotta you gotta you gotta show that you know right uh, you know show that you understand that hey man no you know I'm not doing this for you know so I can tell it you know I can broadcast it on a mountain you know but I'm gonna talk with people about it who are of like mind. You know, I, I don't I don't try and convert people. I'm not out. You know, I I don't 
go everywhere to, uh, you know, to talk about it. I don't bring it up in conversations. Um, in fact, the law side of it is the least amount of fun I have with talking about it. I really do not like talking the law. It's just, it's just crap. And it's such a low-level vibrational thinking, it's unbelievable. I prefer looking at what we're going to do with it, how, how we implement it, how it affects the whole. That's so why I went over the six books earlier, because those books will help you with yourself, but it will also help you interact with the system, because system and self are exactly the same. Once you can dominate yourself, you can dominate the system. Yeah, you can kind of control it because it just relies on magic. Magic is just word art. And if the words don't hurt you, then the magic can't touch you. Well, I think anybody who starts learning this and really, at least as much as you or or me, uh, they start having a a self-reflection on 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 how they are and and who they are, you know. And I've seen a lot of people like for me, I, I it still comes around. I I try not to be so judge. I try not to be judgmental, you know. Yeah. I, I just it's not right. It's not wrong. It just is. Yeah, I know. I, and it's hard. It's hard. And you know, then I just remember. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm human. <laughs> I'm not perfect. So that's when you learn to learn. That's when you have to learn to forgive yourself for those mistakes. But as long as you're, you know, you follow those five agreements, I think everything else will work itself out. I mean, you loop it through your head that you know that you're worth you know more than what you think you are, or more than what you you know currently believe because it's your it's your own internal beliefs. It's your own internal what you say to yourself that limits you. I know. I do this all day long. I mean, I, I struggle with it all the time. Because in my head, it's always, you know, I've got years of telling myself I wasn't worthy, I'm not good enough, I'm not this, I'm not that, I'm not that. All the negative shit that you keep telling yourself. And it builds up. And it, it creates a self-image of yourself. It's something you can't do stuff or you don't do stuff because you told yourself you can't. So now you just have to tell yourself it's okay, you can't. You know, it's okay to do this and it's okay to do that because, you know, why? You need to. I think it comes down to being so simple that I overanalyze it in my head, but I, I, I come to realize that a lot of people don't want to accept the fact how easy it is uh, as far as like, but for example, at the trust, you know, and you want to do something, you need to have a governing document that expressly gives you the authorization. All right. So give me five minutes. Let me go create it. And I'll be right back. Yeah. You know I mean? It, it, it's, it's that simple. And and the pride and uh, the that people have as far as thinking another way or or not wanting to it to be this easy, which <laughs> yeah. So they want to they want to fight it and say, oh, I can't, you know, kind of like um, uh, your last guest, uh, she didn't want to accept, you know. They have a huge investment. Yeah. And what they're doing like like you know Anna von Reich, you know that that day I talked to her and. I didn't know. I had no idea who that was on the other end. All I knew is it sounded like some whiny, 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 whiny woman, and I just couldn't take it no more. I couldn't take hearing about the same crap that gets people just tossed in jail and everything else. I just can't can't handle that shit. We need to move and, forward and not talk about the past. Yes, know? exactly. So you know, when, when I do this, I, I get you know, 
I don't know if it's pissed off or whatever, but whatever the hell it is, I just get aggravated that I hear that same crap just being keep spouting and it just keep coming. It's like the it's like the psyops that never fucking dies, man. It just the hydra, it's the hydra of all psyops, man. You just can't cut it, you can't kill it. Now how much? How many terms? You burn it or you cut? You, you know, you cut it, you cut a head off, and there's two more there. So you burn it, and suddenly you think you got it, and it doesn't. It keeps showing up, man. It's just, it's just, it's, it's just the the thing that won't go away. It's like fucking herpes, man. Well, uh, I'll tell you this from experience: acceptance gets you a lot farther than than trying to fight. Yeah, people who fight are still in the battle. You know, I mean. I've got, I've got, I didn't expect to to get my remedies the way I did, got them, but I got, I got my remedies. Uh, and hell, I didn't even, uh, I really didn't even know what I was doing. I mean, I, I knew my heart was in the right place, and and, uh, but I got myself backed into a corner, and but I just went ahead and just, I said, okay, well, I'm at a crossroads. Do I believe what I believe and talking about for the past couple years, or am I going to go back on the fence and just say? you know, lay down and just do whatever the courts want. And I was like, no, let's roll the dice. I believe what I believe. And, and, uh, sure enough, it rolled in my favor. Not more, you know, not just once, twice or three times, but four times, you know, and yeah. it was actually, a it was a tearjerker for me. It was a, it was a great experience. Uh, oh God, but, I remember, uh, I mean, in this, in this whole thing, you'll have moments that will just piss you off and try you and then you'll have moments where you have to come to self-realizations and my self-realization was the night before i went into court when we first started when we were going to first start doing the four corners of batman's thing that night was the hardest night i have ever had so that you know you make amends that tomorrow I'm dead. You know I'm coming. I'm I'm going. I'm going away for for up to ten years. And when I cut out of that, I'm changed. I'm coming back changed. It doesn't matter. Prison, mental health, either way, I'm I'm going to come back changed man. So the old me was dead. I just I just said goodbye to it, and it's just rough because you know you write the letter to your loved ones. You know write the letter to mom, and it's, you know saying sorry and crying the whole way through it. I mean it just sucked. Uh, that night was just the shittiest night ever. You know, it's saying goodbye to yourself. You know, I don't know if anybody's ever done that. You know, it's, it's saying goodbye to saying goodbye to yourself. I mean, someone you live with for you know, at the time, what was it, thirty-seven years, thirty-eight, thirty-nine, forty, something like that. You know, I mean, you've been living with that person for that long, and all of a sudden now, man, that person's gone. Yeah, you know, I mean, how do you how how do you how do you make amends with that? I mean, how do you do that? I mean, that's one thing nobody teaches in this whole process: the emotional, the emotional ramifications that go on with this. That's why I keep. That's why I've gotten adamant with people like, don't do what Boris did. You know, Boris is a fucking retard. You know, he's stupid. He's retarded. He's headstrong. He jumps in. He he's just retarded. You know, he may have learned a lot, but he fucked up even more. You know, and I mean, I mean it, it's how we know all this stuff is because, you know, we, we screwed up. You know, I, I I put myself on the block. You know, I went to jail. I'm not going to I've been arrested like maybe 10, 15, I don't know how many times. 
Hey, so have I, but we're all casualties trying to find the trying to find the remedy, and not. Yeah, and that's why that's why I, I tell her, I was like, man, if you're not gonna, if you got to go through this. I mean, to learn some of this stuff, we had to go through it to see what was gonna happen, to see what was going on, and the only way you can see that shit is to actually be in it. And I call it the blessing and the curse, and that I don't have any ties. I have no ties whatsoever. I have, I have no. You know, I have a, I have a small small family, a mother and brother, but I don't really have that many friends. Most of them, you know, don't believe in what I do. They stay kind of stay away. And I don't have a significant other because I could never see subjecting anybody to this life. You know, I never willingly. I was like, who the hell would want to willingly come in here, man? That's got to be someone who's really screwed up. You know, and and then and then I look at myself. I'm like, oh yeah, you're the one who willingly. <laughs> You must be really screwed up, you know, because you, you decided you wanted to go through all this shit. You know, and it, and it wasn't like I, I woke up one day and said, yeah, man, let's go take on, let's go do this, and let's go take on this, and let's go take on that. It was just, you know, you learn some, and you're like, hey, I wonder how this works. And then suddenly one day, oh, you're facing five to ten, you know, five to ten years because you got in a business venture with someone you shouldn't have and, and didn't really think about it. So now you got to really learn this stuff. And there's no more fake bullshit. It isn't about speeding tickets no more. It isn't about this. It's about that. It's about your fucking life. It's about some real time, yeah. Yeah, it's um, about your fucking life, man. And, I mean, there was, there, it was nine years of every month something happening, every two months something happening, every three months something happening. I got to the point of, like, and how do you even begin to develop a life under those circumstances? You just don't. This is this is your life at that point. And now I know I'm coming to the end of it, and I'm I'm like I'm like I mean, I have to admit that I'm a little scared because I don't know what to expect. I don't know how to really act. You're talking about then, right? Okay. Uh, in the past? Well, right oh, I'm a little afraid of when I get back into interacting with these people, man. Am I going to be able to talk to anybody? Am I going to have anything in common with people I run into? Yeah. Well, I'll yeah. tell you what. I've lost a lot of friends, or I wouldn't say lost, but let's just say we just don't talk as much. I mean, that's really the hard part is is. You know, I try to reintegrate, you know, try to get back because I spent, you know, so many years alone, you know, without any social, without this and without that. And you realize that, man, it's just, it's a whole different world now. And it's like, where do, where do I fit in? And now I realize that, that maybe I don't fit in. Maybe now I have to go create where I fit in. And that's even more intense. Like, where do you begin there? So, you know, when all well, I was done, I still have to go create a, a place where I fit into this world because I don't know where I fit in. I have no clue. None of us do. You know, I, I mean, I mean, I'm just starting off. It's like starting off all over again. You know, starting off at ground zero, just building. You know, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, so I do little things here and little things there, and and hopefully they have some effect down the road or whatever it does. But, you know, I never knew to begin with. I wasn't that good when I was, you know, when I was actually interacting with the world. It still was like far, or I was, you know, kind of like weird for me. You know, you always, I was always thinking on different levels even back then. But I mean, where, where 
nobody ever explains that. You know, nobody ever talks about that in this whole process. Like, where, where do you go, you know, when you feel that way? You know, are you supposed to feel that? I mean, should you... I mean, it's one of those things that, that I contemplate. I always think I'm a hypocrite every now and then because, you know, I have so much in me that, that, you know, I told you all about these books and everything else, and I have all the problems in those books, and I'm working on them, and, you know, I feel like the hypocrite at times. I really do. And it's my biggest, it's one of my biggest fears that, that people will see through it and see that that's all I am. And it's not really that way. It's just a fear that I It just, right. you know, it, it's harsh because, you know, you're unlearning. You're, you know, you're you're so used to something, and then you have to go back and unlearn it and start all over again. And you know, in this process, and in this, and when you're going through, sort of like we are, like the like the ones who are going through the first stages of it. You know, going through and going through the doors that other people don't. Man, it's like process is just restarted, starting and restarting and restarting all over again. It's just you have to go and then oh, you have to kill that and restart because you have to keep on changing the way you think. And the way you yeah. approach matters, so you're always killing and you're always reborn. It's like it's like a death and rebirth cycle that just never ends. Like that freaking Tom Cruise movie that uh, he keeps dying and having to start all over and exactly. get through that. Exactly. And, uh, and like that's how I felt, man. Just I lose my brain, you know. Just too much information. I had to, like, um, one of my mentors. He said, uh, the hardest thing that he has to do." whenever he was, you know, educating people is to untwist their brain and their way of thinking. Um, and the only way I can actually do that is when I have fun with it. And I guess some people just take an insult to it, you know, when I say, just accept it. Get it over with. Yeah. You know, they said, what? <laughs> but but unpro- uh, deprogramming how, you th- how we all think as opposed to... Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's probably the the hardest part. But now, I mean, I'm I'm done with that. I'm kind of just I'm comfortable with the way I think now, and it it gets me a little further. Sometimes it gets me in the trouble because I can't keep my mouth shut sometimes. But definitely a turn for the tables. So how do I teach my son this? Whenever he, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that's what I mean. That's what I'm worried about. That that's how I'm doing it. As I'm doing it, so I can figure out how to teach, educate my son so he doesn't have to, you know, the next generation, we got to do this. This is the turning point. Yeah. To me, this is 1933 over again. And we're on to the system, but most of the people aren't, but they will. Yeah. yeah, Now, now it is now, you know, getting them, getting them to acknowledge and, and respect it. And, you know, it's it's one of those you got to be perseverance about it, and if they're not going to do it and acknowledge it, then you move it out of their hands. Take it out of the ones who can do it. Move it up into federal under, you know, do your private attorney general thing because they're coming in under prisoner of war. You're a prisoner of war receiving injury, but if you're not going to approach it like that and you want to tell them what their job is and you want to tell them no, this ain't right and this ain't right and this and that, then that's what you're going to get. You're going to give it against someone to argue with you. But everybody, I have yet to see anybody ask the question. I read one article where a guy asked the question, and he did it in this traffic course or something like that, but since then he's done it like three or four other things. And they all saw the same thing. They never answer it. They never answer what facts are they relying on. 
And, you know, I I actually did that. What fucking facts? Because they say the facts lead to this. So, fine. What facts do you have to show I have a duty to your fucking bullshit? And if you don't have that, do you wish to declare war against me? Well, I did the same thing, the same principle where you're talking about the the facts. Like, what... Yeah, I did a a negative environment with... uh, It was my first time to do it. Uh, I wrote him a letter, and I tried to settle it privately. You know, and I just said it's my understanding it's a felony to waste the use public resources to settle private matters. So I'm trying to come right. to you and settle it. It, yeah. it shocked him a little bit, but I had um, rule number one: don't ever send a counterclaim with your first letter. Don't ever do. It. <laughs> yeah, but um, so anyway, when I explained it to him. Hit the, the CID for the DPS. Uh, mm-hmm. His, uh, I said, you got a public official there who wears two hats, a corporate and a public official. And he's making statements that he can't back up an affidavit, and you're questioning me. And I, you know, I just basically said, oh, I'm accepting it. I'm not fighting it, but I want some, some terms to it. And he said, they can, he, I mean, he, 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 leaned, he leaned forward and looked at me straight in the eye, and he says, they, our officers cannot do that, and they will not do it. You know, I, I wanted an affidavit or something like that or some evidence of saying that what he said was true. It don't have to be true. They can just make whatever up. You know, I guess, I don't know, maybe because we don't have the war bonds. Well, they need more. Remember, remember, though, remember who they're going against when they go against that all-capital-letter name. They're going against what? An account. Oh, they're going against, yeah, uh, yeah an account. And it's the and It's a dead dude. So any any presumptions they're running under, you're the one who gave the credence to them to begin with. Right. So the but I'll tell you way, what, that the only way to get the only way to stop right. the presumption is you ask a question that makes them prove up the assumption. The presumption. So yeah, the question is what? What facts do you have that these laws apply to me? I love that. I love that question. And then you can throw in there, or do you wish to declare war against me? Because now either they answer it or they declare war. And they go off of, off of presumptions. They'll say, "What about your birth certificate or social driver's license, all that stuff?" And you know, to me, it's it's like, "Fuck, do I really got to go explain this again to you?" <laughs> That's no, why I'm good. what 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 facts you have to rely on that these laws apply to me or that shit belies to me? Right. And they don't have an answer to it because I've already. Right. And if they don't have an answer to it, then it's leave, well, then leave me the fuck alone. Right. And they will. You're work standing work there. Work. I'm standing here because you all. Yeah, you're right. I was fingerprinted. I was photographed. I was arrested. I was done. Everything under this name. But what fucking facts do you have that these laws apply to me? The well, okay. I'll tell you what. I'm standing uh, here because I was the one you were photographed, fingerprinted, and everything else in that fucking name. But what facts do you have these laws apply to me? I'm not denying the fact that there was a fingerprint. I'm not denying the fact there was a photograph. I'm not denying the fact that I was arrested and booked and detained. I'm not denying that. I'm not even going to argue it. I'm not even going to fucking update the record. I'm just going to ask you one goddamn question. Otherwise, you just experienced the benefit of a fucking contract. What if they come back and say it's your your agreement? You're, what uh, agreement? You're then show me the agreement. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. What, what'd you say? 
and show me the agreement. Okay. Okay, yeah, I, I'll follow you on that one. Okay. But, you know, uh, and, and, and here's the thing, guys, for anybody who's listening, for anybody who, who comes into a, an issue situation, you know, don't, don't ever cause a, a big scene or be belligerent uh, with the guy with the gun that pulls you over. Okay, I'm speaking in force, being pulled over and dealing with, you know, public police officers just doing their job. They don't know. They're just doing their job. The part, yeah. the, how, how, you, how you settle it is just, you, you know, professionally call up and set up a meeting. Go to your brother and say, okay, let's settle this. Let's see what we can do to settle. Don't sit there and just be quiet and wait to go to court and then you get your ass slammed to you. Go try to settle it before. That's, uh, you're exhausting your administrative uh, uh, remedy. Boris, am I right? Or, yeah. Or try to. Yeah, try to try to settle it and get you know. So don't ever what don't ever go to court without the facts with you. You know. So and there's it's not like you're going to be throwing eggs at each other when you sit down and meet. Just just go and have an affidavit or write something out, write your questions out or whatever it is that that you feel com- that anybody feels comfortable with that that's in that situation and just explain it nicely. And trust me, when they hear and you start making sense to them and they find out that. You're trying to resolve this, you know, respectfully and, you know, own up to something instead of just put it, you know, blame somebody else for it. More than likely, you're going to get your remedy because that's probably what they want to see instead of the same old shit every day, what people say or, or fight and argue and, well, he did this or that, you know, just if you just try to settle it, more than likely, you'll get your remedy. So, uh, but that's my experience. Boris, uh, what do you think? I, mean, I don't know. I'm just rambling, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I know when I first did this, I had I had the offer that I didn't know about because uh, the guy who came out offered to do the name change. Didn't know what it meant at the time. They also offered to kill off the kill off the the name, kill off the debtor, kill off the name. Didn't know what all that meant at the time. Um, so I know they know. I'm still having trouble about the name change. I'm not too certain about that. I'm well, the name the name change itself, just so you can get the all capital name out of it, because the all capital names is a placeholder anyway. So it's just, you like, it's just like putting default in the in the somewhere. So basically, they take your all capital name and change it to whatever name you want. Yeah. Okay. And, and and by doing that, will will that be your account, your your straw man, or whatever you want to call it, a that you'll be using from then on? Is because I don't see what the point is if you just get your name changed and you're just basically just creating a new account, right? Or do I have that wrong? What's that again? Well, I was just saying, you know, if you get your name changed, you're just creating a new account. Under a different name, right? Or well, you know, you just well, no. Because, all right, you do the name change to all lowercase letters. Oh, well, that way your live birth certificate, your birth record, the state file number there, and the social security number all match up. Now it's no longer the seating. Now you quote prove life. Aha, uh-huh. that's okay. what, that, 
Okay. It proves life. Why? Because you made a change to the record. Nice. Okay. Only the one who the record concerns can make the change. That's all you've done. So, So the actual act of changing the record is what proves life and automatically causes all that to revert. That's what it is. It isn't about the man showing up. Because the man was never fucking registered under the goddamn thing. It never registers anything living. It's a result of something born alive. But it never registers anything living. It's the result of something born alive. That's why it came into being. A corporation will not have a birth record nor a social security number. Why? Because a birth account and a social security number or a birth record, a social security number are only issued to things born alive. All right? Yeah. When you change the name and update the record, you're really just saying, look, this just came back to life. Now it's live. It's no longer dead energy. It's live energy. So now since it's live, it has electricity and current flowing through it. It's not dead, meaning your ass becomes the insurance policy. Now it's live, showing that it's there to be a benefit for the public trust by giving the energy into the system through it. Because now you're putting it in. And that's really the purpose behind it, is, is to put the life into the system so that, that so the pledge of the declaration can be fulfilled. So therefore, you can you don't have to go through Job to fulfill it, because it's all about the feminine energy. The surrender itself is what ignites everything, because you're rendering under Caesar. So you're surrendering the false use of fraud, surrendering the false notion that you were a whole to begin with anyway, because you have to acknowledge that feminine energy, and you do so through a surrender. Because it's a masculine system, so you must surrender to it. And then the masculine system will then surrender to you as well. Because it's a reciprocational effect. The usufruct is just that little point in between where the energy exchange takes place. So make sure both sides are sated. Make sure both sides are happy and complete. It's just a word. It just describes a process that's merely found in nature. You know, every, everything, everything I talk about is all found in nature. And that's why the system itself is all natural law, because the only reference point it has is blueprints found in nature. That's all it has. It's an imitation of nature. It's nobody created it, and yet it is created because it is divine. But it's divine because it relies on nature for its inspiration and being. Everything in the system is a natural environment in it. Even the courtroom is a natural law environment. You may think of it as civil and criminal and everything else, but in reality, it's natural law. It's just convoluted underneath all that other bullshit, so you fight it. But there is a natural law to it. It all runs on energy. And the energy is whoever profits is the use of fraud. And I don't know about anybody else, but I don't benefit from the use of that name. It serves me no purpose whatsoever. Just like money. I don't benefit from money. Hell, I don't need it. Everybody else does. I don't. 
Right. So everybody and every everybody and everything around me is already usufructing me. Why am I giving? Why am I paying taxes on their shit? They're the ones who are profiting off of me. They're profiting off God's work. They're, they're profiting off it. They're turning in their money. They're the money changers. The people themselves are the money changers. The banks, they just offer a product. The people are the money changers. You know, just had a, I'm, I just had a, a thought come up, you know, and I was in, a, in what situation do you think it would be appropriate if, if someone was in court or were in court and having some trouble or, or uh, you know, maybe just getting railroaded, when would you recommend or it'd be appropriate to pierce the corporate bill or would that even, would that even matter? Well, I mean, first thing you do is I would ask what facts do you have these laws apply to you before you do anything. Right. Because until then, how do you know you even have a duty to, re- to respond? If you're already responding and you've asked that question, they keep rolling, then, then they do, then they what? Then they put you in involuntary servitude. Now you take it up to the next level. Because now you have a constitutional issue of an involuntary servitude under the public trust by a guy who, who says he was a public official. So now you must determine the credentials of the public official, right? They're all supposed to register as foreign agents. It's right there on the U.S. Attorney's website. Anybody who's claiming to be any part of the government is a, is an agent, is a foreign agent required to be registered because they handed all that over to the U.N. in 1945. Or 54, or whatever the hell it was. It seems to me like the attorney general would be a party to to be. All those public offices are all UN officials. They're all UN officials. Yeah, they are, aren't they? That's why this is so detrimental. I mean, everybody's fighting under the United Nations using Florida and and Texas and all the state laws and, and, and those laws. Those laws are merely the local codification of violations against the laws of nation. That, that wasn't a Hadman brief. Almost all laws in America, the, the, the county codes, all those ordinances, all those rules, all those are all violations, are all codifications of violations of the laws of nations. Hmm. So therefore, None of your laws are meaning. They're meaningless. They're bullshit. They're meaningless. And so you've got to come in through international law, and you've got to come in through the statutes at large. The statutes at large are actually treaties by Congress about how to use it, how to how to act in, in the public trust, because it's a public law. So those are actually treaties, little mini treaties, but uh, but yeah. Until so you figure out what you know, how 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 they apply to you. How do you know how to do anything? Well, that's why I like to trust. I don't have to mess with anybody else's contracts or presumptions. You know, as long as you just notify the right parties. If you're operating yeah. under under your your trust agreement, then then that gets recognized. Yeah. I believe Attorney General is the one you need to no, notify and yeah. Secretary. Of State. We had a guy. You know, we had a guy. You know, I think you all heard the audio by now, where he went to federal court and he went under 15 U.S.C. one as a private attorney general. And he basically destroyed the shit out of an attorney firm. 
I mean, destroyed him. How do you mean? He's, he came in under 12, 12, 15 U.S.C. 1 as a private attorney general to, to ask why they were using the public trust for private profit and gain. And, you know, he did a silver bond, put it in there, and had a little talk with the judge. And uh, ended up the entire, I think it's 33 lawyers, or I thought it was eight, but he said it was like 33 of them from this firm now have to show up before the Texas Supreme Court to answer charges of treason and conspiracy to defraud the court, the judge, the citizens of the United States, a vessel of the United States, um, presenting false evidence, all kinds of shit. And since each one of them did it under 15 U.S.C. 1, each one of them is facing up to 10 years in jail. Not to mention the attorney firm itself was fined like $134 million altogether for the actual attorney and the guys. Um, You're not talking about the judges, like what they call it, kids for cash or something up up north? No, no. This happened over there in Texas, by the way. Okay. You you did hear about that, though, right? Up north? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. you know, they're doing all this stuff. So, you know, and, and what was it? The, the credit union that was involved got fined so many millions, like $64 million or $34 million. All in all, it was about $200 million in fines. All of it to be paid to the U.S. in reversion with credit to his estate. And then we just have to set it all up for him so he can get the credit now. But you're going to tell him, they'll basically, everybody's going to sit there and tell me that they don't, they don't enforce the laws. I'm like, bullshit. They enforce them once you, once you properly set a stand up. You know, I mean, all he, all he did, from my understanding, is he wrote the Attorney General and said, hey, man, I got this and this going on here. Are you going to take care of it or shall I? And boom, he gets, you know, he's all of a sudden he's private attorney general coming in. So, I mean, it's there. It's there for everybody to use. And make no mistake, you got to be able to, you can't just jump on it. you got to notify the, those offices first. Otherwise, you kind of, at least from my perspective, from my understanding. I mean, we, had a, we had a lady or something like that put something into Pennsylvania, into their treasury. And I think they returned it dishonored, and the treasurer was fired the next day. You can't you can't dishonor anything in bankruptcy. No, they're operating under bankruptcy. Yeah, and and you made a you made an excellent point. I and I still use it uh, from one of your audios uh, uh, when you were talking to the lawyer. How can anybody have a claim? A valid claim in bankruptcy. It's impossible, almost. No, you know? it's an undisclosed claim. I mean, that's why all this is put in place. I mean, we're, I mean, it's just bankruptcy bullshit. I mean, if you ask me, I would say if anybody has a court case, just go fill out a piece of paper that says notice a claim and just go in there and put claim, you know? Notice a claim on whoever the defendant coming as a th- third party real in, in, in real interest uh real party in interest third party in <laughs> you're the only one that actually shows the claim though even in my case i got i went through you know before batman i went through the whole winston trout thing the jack smith thing the Sam Kennedy thing. I mean, I went through them all. You, you, you name who has been teaching this show over the years. I've tried out this stuff. All it ever did was get me in front of shrink. Okay, what really worked for me 
what really stymied them was every time they would send out this little piece of paper for a summons, I would write accepted for value on the front of it and sign it. On the back of it, I would hand, I would handwrite, all, all your offers are hereby accepted for, for value upon proof of claim, and I look forward to concluding our business when next we meet. And that's what I would send back in. And But I didn't know what to do after that. So for, I don't know how long it was, it was probably about 10 hearings, which would be over 90 days each or 60 days each. So it was roughly two years, maybe a year and a half I was doing that. And that's all I would do. That's all I would put in. And I would plant my ass in the middle of the corner when nobody wanted to talk to me. They wouldn't even call. They, they wouldn't even say hello. They wouldn't say nothing. No, no public defender wanted to get up there. Nobody wanted to get nothing because I was accepting all offers upon proof of claim. Nobody said nothing to me. Not one fucking word. The judge and I never said a word to each other, but we smiled. And we, we, you know, I felt like I, you know, grew kind close to that guy. You know, I saw him over, you know, a lot, a lot over nine years. You know, I, I didn't know what to do. So, I, I mean, every time they would have a hearing, I'd put something in. I, I didn't know what to do. I have, I have, I have no idea what to do with all that. Well, how would you handle it now? What's now you know? go in and, and, you know, you do the same thing. I accept all offers upon proof of claim. Does anybody have a proof of claim against me? Right. You know, that's all I'm here for. I'm here to determine who has a claim against me so we can resolve this matter here today. Do you have any facts that's showing that I have any duty to any law you're trying, you're trying me for? Where are the facts? The, 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 the facts to establish a claim meaning there really isn't a claim. They're just bringing up facts to establish a claim. Right. Yeah. You see? And I know both you and Jim wrote that on the back of the notice, but I don't know. I, I just went to court and I just sat there. I didn't say nothing to nobody. Nobody said nothing to me about it. I would accept it for honor and proof of claim. Now, if there ain't no proof of claim, then there ain't nobody to talk to me. If I would have known that then, I probably wouldn't have gone through the Batman stuff, but then I wouldn't know what I know now. Because I still I still remember it to this day. That the best part, the best, I, I, I love telling this story, man. The best moment of the whole nine-year ordeal was the day I had, I was in a room with the, with the two state attorneys, and some shrank, some observer, somebody else from USF, and somebody else. There was, there was like six people in this room, five or six, I forget how many. But the state attorney sitting over here behind me, and her friend next to her, her little work buddy or whatever. And the shrink is asking me questions, and he's got this stack of paper that's probably, you know, six inches high. I mean, it's hilarious. I'm like, well, I looked at that, and I said, wow, I put that much paper in the case, man. God, I feel bad. And uh, he pulls out this one sheet of paper, and I did an ovation on the whole deal with a $1 money order, a la Stephen Gottfried, over on Commercial Redemption on the Yahoo groups. He teaches that. And basically, you accept the offer, but, you know, and to make your repentance, you're going to make $1 payment in money order every time. So I did two or three payments in money order and then canceled it out. So now y'all have breached a contract, so I'm done with you. But anyway, so we're sitting there. 
we're sitting there in this room, <laughs> and I did an ovation because the bond was for fifty thousand, so I did an ovation for like one hundred and fifty. I figured that's a nice, reasonable number. No, not not billions of dollars, but one hundred fifty thousand, three times the amount of the bond. It's fucking perfect, right? So it caught their attention, and that it wasn't too high, but it was just enough to make them a little bit pissed off. So, the the shrink pulls out this, this piece of paper, and it's like one sheet of paper. And he asks me, he goes, do you want to explain this? And I looked at it, and I couldn't think of it, because I wasn't going to explain it to him, because I already knew that would have been the death knell. And I didn't know much, but I knew what was going to kill me. So, I'm sitting there, and I look at it, and I ask him the question, I go, is your name on it? He's like, no. I go, does it concern you? He's like, no. <laughs> Do you want it to? And he put it right back in the stack and kept going. And I thought that was just the best story ever. Because it just showed that it had power. He would have trespassed on the contract. And I have a feeling that's what saved me, is me, me doing that one contract and standing on it. That's what I mean. Stand on your contracts, man. When you make your contracts, I don't care how fucking stupid they are or how retarded people think they are. Stand on it. You have the unlimited right to contract. Who the fuck is the limited? Especially one of these assholes who thinks that they're working for the state that's there to protect your unlimited right to contract? You guys get in trouble because you keep altering, you keep compromising. And it's a compromise after a compromise. You compromise once and you keep compromising. It's just like, you know, then they start taking your life away. And if they start chipping it, because now you're compromising it. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I, I don't know how else to put it, but it's the contracts you all get into that you're not enforcing. And that's really the problem. Is everyone thinks they got to redo everyone. Every time they come up with a new offer, they got to redo it. No. You already made your contract. I stand on it. When they come back on it, treat it as okay, fine. I accept your offer upon proof of claim. You can't provide proof of claim. Now it's trespass. Because this is the contract. You have an oath. Fucking do it. And if they're not going to do it, then take them up to the next level, or you can I mean, take them up to the next level, where you can get their, where you can get their, uh, you can get enforcement against them. Because you're going to come in under a certain way. You're going to come in under a special arrangement. Uh, I think it's 42 U.S.C. 1986 is the special arrangement. And here, we'll look that up real quick. What's the special arrangement? It's Hold on. We're going to look this up. Okay. One second. Okay. No, it wasn't. Oh, I have it somewhere. Well, what, would you? I would bring their. I would go get a certified copy of their oath of office and bring it in and bring it in wherever it is. Maybe just yeah. accept it and sign it right there or something and file it. So, yeah, from what I understand, an attorney told me you got to bring it into the courtroom. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can do that. Because otherwise, they don't. You know, they can say they have it. I mean, unless you can get them to testify, but. They say, yeah, it's on file. Remember, with all that stuff, all you, all you have to do, yeah, here it is, it's 42 U.S.C. 1986. 
So basically, um, because they're coming in certain ways, because they're coming in as if they have the state, as if they have this, as if they have that, then I don't care if they have an oath or not. Because they're acting as if they have the state, so therefore they have the oath. Okay. You know, as if they have the oath. So even if they don't have one, they have one. Because if they don't have one and they're going to say, well, I don't have one, then you're going to say, well, do you normally just impersonate public officials? Because that's the effect of not having an oath. Right? Isn't that the effect of not having an oath? Is it impersonation of a public official? Well, the most dangerous thing that I, that I see right now is giving people a gun that are solely uneducated and are just like robots. So <laughs> be nice yeah, if we well, could ask you know, chances, chances are if they're like that, they probably wouldn't even learn how to figure out how, how to fire the gun. Well, down here we had a police officer straight up shoot a, a handicapped kid in the head. I mean, yeah. a lot of people were pissed off about that. I think that guy went to jail for a while, but still. Yeah, I know. They're 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 getting insane with all this shit. They're fucking nuts. Makes me think of That's why uh, that's why we're learning. That's why we're that's why we're out here. That's why all this is coming out now. Because this is the natural defensive mechanism for the public trust and and it's only when the people need it that it shows up. You know that? Yeah. That's why it's no, now because it's only when the people need it. So it'll be implemented when the people need it and everything will be done in accordance with his plan. So the only thing you can do is work on yourself and let everything else take care of itself. I mean, that's the only other way it works. So, because if everybody worries about what's going to happen with the plan, then nothing will ever get done because everybody's going to be worried about it. And the worrying keeps it from, keeps it resetting every time you think about it. That's why you just let go. That's why I'm so... I'm actually quite blessed that my mind is preoccupied with my emotional screw-up, my emotional screwed-upness, and how I'm fixing that. Because it takes me away from thinking about all this crap. Because all this stuff, what I talk to you tomorrow night, it's not like I'm thinking about it. I don't, I don't have it holding up my head. It comes from the heart. It comes from, it comes from wherever the hell it's channeled from because it's not in my fucking head. My head's so preoccupied with, with old personal shit that doesn't have time for this stuff. This is all on autopilot. It's like the the subconscious level coming through. You know, and I don't know where it comes from. Man. I, I don't study this stuff. You know, I read these, I read these books. I, 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 I talk a philosophy. I make shit up. You know, I just kind of go along and it all just fits. And then we find the laws that fit in with it. And then we go out from there, and we go back in. We can go out, we can go back in. We can weave in and out of all these other little, um, of all the laws and all the disciplines of man. And, and, and it all came from one you know, the understanding of one damn word. I don't know all this. It's just, it just comes out of the understanding of one fucking word. And the ramifications of it, just like your contract. So all you need is one contract. And just show where consideration has been exchanged. You have to show where considerations have been exchanged. That's why 1295A, with the assignment of the interest and the reversion, is so fucking powerful. 
because it creates an automatic public debt obligation that's supposed to be fulfilled under the under the 14th Amendment. And if they're not going to do it, then they just violate it. Now they're belligerent occupiers of office. Now none of their none of their pensions are secured anymore because what? However, the public debt obligation shall not be held in question except for all debt and all debts you know incurred in aid of insurrection and rebellion. Then won't be honored. All those debts will be held illegal and void. So their pensions, their paychecks, everything become illegal and void. And the special arrangement, you know, when you're looking at that, let me pull it back up here. Every person having knowledge that any of the wrongs conspired to be done and mentioned in 1985 of this title, which is the conspiracy to interfere with civil rights. You know, I know people don't like the civil rights thing. But here's the thing, obstruction of justice, intimidating part, depriving depriving persons of rights or privileges. I mean, when you're looking at this stuff, man, I mean, it's just, this is where Title 18 gets its force and effect. Because Title 18 is, and, and I mean, look at it, if two or more persons in any state or territory conspire going to disguise on a highway or premises of another for the purpose of depriving either directly or indirectly any person or class of persons of equal protection of laws or equal privileges and immunities in the laws, or for the purpose of preventing or hindering the constituted authorities of any state or territory from giving or securing to all persons within such state or territory the equal protection of laws, or if two or four persons conspire to prevent by force, intimidation, or threat any citizen who is lawfully entitled to vote from giving a sport vacancy in a legal matter towards favor. I mean, just look at what it's actually saying. It's all conspiracies. You know, two or more people doing something, man. That's a conspiracy. So you go to a you go to a court and ask them what facts do you have you're doing this? And nobody answers you. What do you have? You have a giant conspiracy designed to deprive you of what? Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness by doing what? Creating false claims in public through what? Through barratry and other things that are forcing you to defend yourself. That very nature of it puts it as a POW status. You're a prisoner of a war that was just declared on you, and now you can't get out from underneath it. Morris, are you reading, are you reading from 18, Title 18, 241 and 242? No, that was Title 20, that was Title 42, 1985. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. But Title 18, 241 and 2 also say the same things. Yeah, that's what Harper told me about. Yeah. <clears throat> So, I mean, it's not like, you know, the laws are there. They're going to enforce them. You know, you just have to come in the right way. You can't tell them what they can and can't do. You know, would you like anybody coming into your house telling you what you can and can't do? Right. I mean, that's like, you know, telling telling some limitations on someone. Who the hell are you to tell someone they can't do something? You know what? What we do, we need to do, is go. Hey, you took you took this duty. You took this duty under this. You took possession of the of the of the of the state. You know, you took possession of the of the what you might call it there. Properties of the, of the office. You took possession of the office. Therefore, now you're entitled to all the you're entitled to all the all the benefits. 
you get a, a, a prestigious status. You get, you know, protected status here and there. You get good pay. You get this. You get all these wonderful things. Well, guess what? You have a corresponding fucking duty to it, too. And if you're not going to do the corresponding duty, then you're just a belligerent occupant. And therefore, now now you're subject to the war powers. Now you're subject to everything. That's why they made U.S. citizens part part of the War Powers Act, so they could do that. So so all these people holding these public offices could then be what? They could be held accountable under the military jurisdiction. We're not claiming protection under the codes. You're claiming you're you're not even claiming there. You're claiming they have a duty under the under under the whole under the actual contract you're operating with. You came in here to help the host nation protect itself from it from pirates and other thieves, and now you find out that the pirates and thieves are the ones running the host nation. And then go read Article 104, 105 of the, of the Laws of Nations. There's your duties. Now you just come to a simple agreement, which is a civil treaty of peace, wherein you can effectuate peace by anybody operating that account. And the way they do that is to do the surrender, the use of fractive assignment, of the reversion. Now they can't rape and pillage the, the treasury anymore, which you're not going to like, because they're so used to it. You know, they're so used to having unlimited profits. You know, all they got to do is hide the debt in some some poor kid's account, and then all of a sudden, when he's 18, oh. You have 96 warrants against your fucking ass. Well, what do I do? Well, we don't know. You got 96 warrants. Who cares? Um, you know? I mean, that's what Carol found. Not to change the subject, Boris, but what, mm-hmm. can, you, can you maybe elaborate on the minor accounts? I heard you talk about previously in, a, I think, a year or two ago, uh, maybe, I'm not sure. You said something. The Treasury of Direct? No, the minor accounts, like at the counties and stuff, you know, because... Uh, oh, it's minor. Oh, yeah, the minor account. Um, I don't know. What was I talking about? The minor accounts are just tied into the CAFR accounts. Um, those were all your securities are held. And until you come and claim them, you're basically... Yeah, they're going to treat that name or that account as incompetent, and they're going to administrate it. That's another reason why... That's another reason why uh, you... What kind of what was I just going to say? I forget. So all of us who've ever had a court case or what or whatnot all have a minor account some, somewhere set up in the county? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's another reason why you do the name change. The name change takes the minor account and then there's no longer a minor. So you claim all the securities in your minor account and you can put it in your Treasury Direct account and get the credit for the return to the Treasury because now your Treasury, your, your Social Security number... Once you do all, once you do the assignment, I mean, once you do the name change and you move it into your pro- private trust, becomes a pledger security account and operates under 31 U.S.C. 225, which is why that that zip file was put on the website. Yeah, that was that was spot on. I, li- I like that that zip file. You know, the- and what I'm doing, what we found, what we find is, is is that's the way the attorneys are operating. They operate as a pledge as a pledger to the state as a debt collector for it. And then they turn around and they get 10%. Someone else, they get about 30% and they divvy it up amongst whoever's involved. They get 30% of whatever they recover. 
and that's what they're doing. So they're recovering all these assets. That's why they need you to be belligerent so they can continue to practice law because if you're not belligerent, then they make false claims, and now they're just raping and pillaging the Treasury. Yeah, and you don't want to do that. No, uh, you, don't, you don't want them doing that. So what we're doing is we're setting up a defensive mechanism so that the host nation, being the U.S. trust, the United States of America trust, the public trust that's created in the sphere of the law of nations, of which the, the United Nations and the Vatican are actually trustees, co-trustees over, then because the Vatican takes possession of all the estates via the birth record, via the footprint, or not the footprint, but the blood pr- the prick. And so when they take the blood, not the afterbirth, but the blood, they actually hold it in, in, at their, you know, in their records for the genealogy part of it because it's been going on for thousands of years. It's not like it's nothing new. Um, and they're doing it to make sure that the proper one is using the proper estate. That's all it's for. I mean, I mean, it's all accounting, man. Satan's just an accountant. So we set up a system of accounting. You know, yeah, whatever. He just and ego accounts for everything, huh? Oh, I was just thinking of because I've I've spoken with people at the county before, you know, in the the court the court registry where you deposit, you know, negotiable instruments or payments, whatever for court order money, or you know, when the court order has an order for money or judgments or whatever, and mm-hmm. they said, well, we deal with minor accounts and I'm minor and trust accounts, and I'm like, okay, well, I didn't think nothing of it, but I knew something was there, and it's like, okay, well, what you know, and I come to find out it's it's really how you ask or how you ask the question uh, is, is instead of a, I mean, I kind of just call it like I see it sometimes, but I don't get very uh, good responses back from them. Uh, how would one go in there and find out uh, what minor account, well, the minor accounts that they have that we, for Again, me. after you're done with everything, that collapses, should collapse almost automatically. And oh. I really, all you're really doing is you're taking your your treasury direct account and you're hooking it up into the trust account when you're done with everything. Gotcha. Remember, okay. some of the stuff I've talked about in the past, remember, we're going backwards. So some of the stuff that's talked about was like some of the last steps you would do. Yeah. You know, so as you get back to the beginning, now you're seeing the first steps you would do, not the last steps you would do. And I thought that I was making that clear to everybody that I'm walking backwards, going through the darkness, and then with my hands behind me rubbing, seeing what seeing what all comes out based on what you disrupt. So it's all backwards what how I presented it. So now we're at the beginning, now we can go forwards from this point. But it was all reverse engineering going all the way through to find out what the hell is going on here and why is it working this way. And it had to be done that way so we could understand it. Yeah, and thank yeah. God you're willing to do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I know it's spot on and how it works. You know, I know it is. It's just a matter of you're dealing with guys, you're dealing with people who are corrupt, who are lazy, who are so, so used to the status quo, they don't want to think about nothing else. It's not that it's wrong what we're doing. You know, it's just you got to go through all the ignorance, man. I mean, there's a lot of density out there you got to go through. So that's why I keep trying to tell you is it's the way you handle it, the way you present it, and the way you work it. But it's really you're going through a dense, you're going through a density of third dimension shit. That's a fucking dense ass dimension. Look at the people who live in it; they're dense too. 
You know, we're all retarded down here. We've all been, we've all screwed up. We all got in this shit. You know, we all we all worked our way out of the garden. Now we're trying to work our way back in. What is it going to do? You just kind of, oh, I'm sorry. You know, whatever. Nice. Well, you're the first person I know that that I've seen. I've seen a lot of people go around and try to teach this or. You know, like you said, like you got charlatans out there or somebody that, uh, I don't know, you're kind of like the first one that actually uh, goes through it in detail, you know? Because, yeah. you know, for somebody to say, yo, just take a bond and send it to the Treasury. Well, hold on, wait a minute. You know, somebody just takes some, you know, if somebody just sends something to me and I have no idea who they are and they, or they just say, do this, whatever. I mean, it's kind of like irresponsible, I guess, if, to me. Yeah. You just, you just don't kind of just start sending stuff unless you have, you know, the other the other end knows what you're doing. Uh, no, I try, I try. I mean, you know, I don't know it all. I'm not. I'm not. Um, you know, I'm not. I'm not all knowing of everything here, but I do understand certain things. I understand the energy flow, and I understand the defensive mechanism. You know that's that's how I that's how I went into this because I went into this following a defensive mechanism and how are they defending this because this is something else started appearing to me. This is like, it was like wait a minute this can't be like this because we're reading stuff and it's like it's completely opposite of what we're seeing of, of what everybody else is talking about and you know, it was like okay so that's why I came that's why how come I came to the conclusion that. Uh, yeah, the whole patriot movement is nothing but psyop. Just arguing. Every, every one of them. Um, that whole thing. Any, anybody who's talking that way, like Anna, Anna may be any Anna may be uh, good-hearted in her intent, but the road to hell is paved with good intentions, and she's spouting a bunch of shit that doesn't need to be talked about. A lot of people. It would behoove them not to look at how they're how they're enslaved, but look at them how they're freed. Man, it's just mind exhausting. I went through the Tim Turner process and did all that studying for months and months and months. And I talked to one of the Republican Texas people, and they said, "Man, it's all shit." Yeah, I'm I'm so glad that I ran into Roger Elvick when I first started. That was his right. That was the first people, the first writings I truly started reading were Elvix. So I didn't have to go through a bunch of unprogramming later on. Yeah, you know, I didn't have to go through the whole Patriot stuff because I was running into a lot of those people who went through all that shit. And wow, a lot of people got in trouble and got hurt. You talk about a bunch of people I can't, I can hardly even communicate with because. I first have to get through all the crap they've been, that they're holding on to. And I'm like, why are you holding on to that shit when everybody else who's held on to it, man, ends up getting burnt by it? You know, and I don't understand. I don't under, there's a lot I don't understand about people. You know, and I don't understand how come they keep going back to stuff that keeps harming them. You know, I don't, I don't understand that. And it really just 
drives me up a wall, makes me insane. You know, it's just, you know, it really just, like, whatever. Yeah. It's like, well, go off, man. You want to go off and hurt yourself? Go ahead, man. It's not my fucking life. You're the one who wants to deal with it. Ain't no skin off my back. Exactly. You know, I'm, I can't save everybody. I'm, I can't. I can't. I can barely. I can. I can barely even contemplate saving myself. <laughs> you know, taking care of myself, man. How the hell am I gonna? Why the hell am I taking care of everybody else? <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I, I'm basically just a fuck up. You know, when you look at my, when you look at the back path, my past is it's just, just fuck up. It's just, it's just a fuck up. You know, that's why I kind of question. I was like, all right, so why the hell do I know all this shit? Where the hell does all this come from, man? Why why the fuck? I mean, you know, the only thing I could think of is you needed something delivered, and that's what I am. I'm just a delivery driver. Yeah. But, yeah, you look at everything. I'm just a fuck up, man. <laughs> and I try not to tell it. I try to try to work good. I just don't have anything back there that's just, you know, proud. Nothing. Yeah, when you go look at my record, it's like, and look at my family, it's like I'm the black sheep, and it's like, yeah, I'm the same. But I'm way. not a fuck up, you know. It's, it's well, I fucked up, and everybody's fucked up, but yeah, you know, I mean, but from where I've been since 2007, 2006, seven to now, and I came a lot farther than most people oh, I, came I, in their I, lifetime. I tell people that too, you know, you think I'm bad, I'm a lot better now. <laughs> I mean, I got people saying, oh, you got to talk to this guy. You got to talk to him. You got to talk to him. Come on, come over here. You know, and it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. But people, you know, people get kind of thirsty for it and then I just get drained. I should, yeah. I should have my own website to where I have recordings so they can just go listen to it. Yeah, well, you think, you think that's the way it would work, but, you know, it doesn't always work that way. But, yeah. But you know, I I just I do my best, you know, the best I can, and uh, you know, like I said, I'm a lot better now than what I was. And, uh, you know, if you can imagine that one, you know, and uh, well, you can't. Uh, we don't go backwards from here, Boris. We go forward, you know. So I said we're not going backwards from here. We're all moving forward, right? And uh, yep. and once this thing gets start start locking in place, we start. You know, because I'm doing this too, and you got other people around you too, right? So next thing yeah. you know, you know, it's got to get bad before it's going to get worse before it gets bad. And I think we already got past the worst part. No, the me, worst part coming. Well, I'm trying to be optimistic. Okay, come on, don't 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 shoot my horse down. <laughs> I know, but if we understand the signs, then then uh, whoever it doesn't matter who wins this next election is going to oversee the liquidation of the delinquent creditors of America anyway for the next eight years. I mean, it's just going to be like that. So get ready. Yeah. Well, that's why I want to have this shit put up so I don't have to worry about no being none of that shit. I mean, I mean that's just what's coming. That's why we're that's why we're putting. That's why what we're putting in place is so huge because it's not only going to be just our own personal trust, but it's going to be, you know, we're, like a also, public trust. we're also working for a way to get other people, you know, so they can come out of her too without having to know all this stuff. So it'll be like a like a little community or, or an association or something like that. I forget exactly what it's going to be. But it's going to be something like that where they can just, you know, pledge or, or you know, do something to God. And right. 
take over from there, and then they'll have the same thing. They just won't have to know all this stuff. You know, they'll be able to learn along along the way. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I mean, it's gonna be awesome. I do wish everybody could see what I see. You know, and how I see it, and what's gonna happen, and you know, just just the amazing beauty behind it. And all I can do right now is just describe it. Well, and that's what I do now. I just describe how you get into it. You know, I just want to see, you know, how people see the actual beauty behind the simplicity of what we're doing. You know, because it is. Yeah. It's really, it's really, really simple. But it's really, really hard because you're giving up something you've been holding on to for so long thinking it was air. When it was just realized it was air. It was nothing. It's just like uh, what that was, what that banker did. You're, holding, yeah, you're <laughs> holding on to your airs, E-R-R, instead of A-I-R, and you're trying to breathe. But your airs, your E-R-R, won't let you breathe because they keep suffocating you. To airs, to, to airs human to forgive divine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But people have been holding on to theirs. I hold on to mine. I have airs in my life, airs in my life that... I hold on to that that affect me today, and I don't know how to get rid of them right now. And I work on it. It's what I work on every day. I, try well, I think it. the key is ha- ha- having a su- having support behind you. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it it bothers. This is one pet peeve. It bothers the shit out of me to know that. I mean, I'm sure everybody, if anybody's listening and on the call or whatever, they all know somebody who's who's been in jail, and to sit back and just you know, I've been in jail, okay, and you got to have somebody on the outside that. Lo- I mean, it's all about if you're in jail, it's all about who loves you on the outside to get try to. Uh, yeah, I got. You know, and just to sit back and let somebody just sit there and rot or or go because yeah. uh, family, if somebody doesn't want to learn how to, you know, find out what the hell's going on, you know, I mean. You know, I got I got lucky in that. Um, because up until a few years ago, I didn't have anybody. I had zero. I was all me. It was me, myself, and I. And there was a time where mom, would, my mom, would come into the court. And there was one time when they talked to her. And if it's it's another story. It's the glaze. It goes from one corner of the eye to the other. And I saw it take <laughs> I saw it take a factor when they were talking to her. And they were going to be using her as weaponry. That's when I realized I can't, I, I couldn't have anybody in there. I was like, wait a minute, this is you a fucking weapon. You didn't even see it. And you're never coming up here again. I'll just go into myself, by myself. And for a long, long time, I didn't have anybody. And there were times where I was in jail where I had no idea how I was getting out. And luckily, my, my mom, my, you know, the stepdad is who he is. You know, he, he deals with questionable people all the time for his business. So he has good rapport with bail bondsmen. So we got a good, you know, we we had the the last time I was in there for an extended period, which is like 20 days or almost 22 days while I was in the in there waiting for this. Um, she ended up getting they ended up getting a bail, you know, putting together a bail bond without using any money. So I mean, I got really lucky at certain parts, you know, and and, and certain people I've met along the way. You know, I have to think I had to thank my stars that they were there because I don't know where I'd be if they weren't. You know, Batman. I remember, I, Batman. I remember when you were locked up last if, time. Yeah. If, if y'all, if y'all, if y'all want to change the way you look at the world, man, go listen to Batman's audios. Yeah, they're good. 
Batman will fucking fundamentally change how you look at everything, man. That dude is phenomenal. Boris, yeah. man, I hate to cut you short, Bubba. Uh, I, I got to go get my son to bed and everything. All right, um, man. Hey, brother, it's great talking to you, man, and I'll, I'll haul it to you here later this week, okay, man? All right, good so, talking to you. You too, Bubba. All right, man. So, I guess we're there. We're about two and a half hours. All right. We made it that far. Anybody else got want to talk or questions, or shall we just get out of here? Okay, guys. Well, thanks for coming out. I enjoy these little things. I enjoy talking the philosophy more than anything else. But, uh... Yeah, keep in mind those six books I mentioned earlier. Hey, Andrea. Boris, oh. you there? Oh, yeah, he's there. Right oh. on. Hey, let me check out. I got your headphones on. California, man, Bobby. Now, Elvick is not. El- Elvick is actually on a farm in uh, North Dakota, I believe he is. And he's decided to stay out on the line. Like, last I heard, he was working on uh, restoring steam engines. Stuff like that. I, I, can you hear me, Boris? Yeah. Okay, cool. No, I said my name's Bobby. I'm from California. Back oh, okay. Now. Yeah, gotcha. Sorry. Hey, I just want uh, did want to say something. I didn't want to just listen in like a freak. Hey, okay. um, um, appreciate everybody that helped you put everything together and wake up and... Uh, I've been studying. I'm, you know, that's all I do. Twenty-four-seven. Don't have any friends. Same old shit. Yeah. You know, been put, put down, put down. Don't know how to integrate. Can't talk to anybody. You know, same kind of stuff. Yeah. Nobody gets it. Nobody. That's why you know. That's why I, I remember for years I was reaching out in Yahoo groups, and there was only one person that ever answered me, and that was Mark, Minnesota Mark. You know the guy from number ten on the audios, the one who was in uh, the one who was in mental health. We called him up every now and then to have fuck with him, you know, trying to help him out. And uh, he's he's turned out to be a very good friend. But he was he was the first one that ever that ever talked that ever responded. And it was like years after I started posting stuff, and I'm like, come on, guys, and someone talk. You know, and I'd have my conversations with Lewis Ewing, and Lewis Ewing has yet to answer any of my questions. <laughs> I posted up some questions. He had just the answer. I'm like, all right, Lewis, I'm waiting. Nice. And all this stuff, you know. It's just like I do it, just like I do with Anna Von Rice. You know, I just point out, you know, this is this is what I see over by it. No, I'm with you. I mean, I've read all Anna's stuff. Yeah, I've read her books. You know, I've read that's hers is like you know, besides the stack of law books that I have, which is a big waste of time, you know, and everything else, huge waste of time. I mean. That's just all nonsense. You know, it's it's we're not of their world, really. We're not part of the club, as Carlin says. You know, and we're not supposed to be. We have that person that they created for us, and now yeah. trying to find a remedy within that person. Yeah. You know, so they can knock all this shit off. You know, because I'm tired. And of I guess I guess Gordon Hall got in trouble, and he took someone else down with him, who's now doing fine with him, and. You know, because they, they 
got, you know, they touched something Gordon Hall did. Or, I mean, it's just, you know, all kinds of little things like this. Yeah, even Winston Shroud. Same old shit. He's in trouble. Yeah, I know, and it's funny. I, I was talking to someone who's been talking to Winston. This is just hilarious as hell. Winston Shroud is not using Winston Shroud's material. Winston Shroud is using I am some dude material. You're fucking kidding. No. I was talking to someone who's been in contact with him, and and Winston, I guess, heard what I was talking about, and you know, and he said that you know he told this guy that you know it's pretty spot on, and that you know he's been using some, he's been using it to try and you know to try and solve his problem instead of what Winston sells, because Winston never uses what Winston sells. I thought it was hilarious. It is hilarious. When I told it, somebody I told it to, they always do like, I don't care. We just use the I am some dude stuff. Isn't that good enough? (laughs) There's the answer. I mean, the answer is, I mean, he's filled up conferences. He's selling his guy. Anybody that's selling something, as far as I'm concerned? Yeah. Yeah, there's something wrong with it. You know, but I mean, I mean, I I went to let's see, I, I actually uh, went to Winston Shroud seminar back whenever it was, 2000 something, over here in Orlando, and that's where I met Mark for the first time. You know, sat at the same table and we bullshit, and it was all great. Um, and then, you know, a couple of the people I met later on were ended up being at the same place, and you know, I never knew it. So it was just it was, it was an interesting little thing in that. Yeah, we were listening to uh, oh, yeah, we were. It was just cool, man, because everybody I met was at that seminar. Everybody I hang out with, everybody I know. I mean, all all the people I met after that point was all at the seminar. You know, and uh, who else did I meet there? I met I met brother Nate. Yeah, a couple other people, all from the Yahoo groups. You know, I thought it was cool. I was like, yeah. But, you know, Winston doesn't use what Winston uses. And then who, who told uh My friend from Canada, him and his wife knew Winston. And she was part of a group that confronted him in an elevator about it. And he flat out told him. And if you listen to Winston Shamanar, he's like, well, if you know what Winston knows, so obviously Winston ain't telling you what he knows. All right. Yeah, hey, you've uh, you've checked out Franco Collins stuff, right? Oh, is that the Eucadia guy? Yeah. I, I've I've looked at it. I mean, I don't know what legitimacy it has. I mean, as far as I know, it's just some dude that's writing canon laws. Right. Have you? I mean, you've got a couple of sites. I don't know who he is. I don't know who yeah, he is. All in the wall. I've read I've read a lot of his stuff too. Basically, I've read his. his uh, all is all is the law and that stuff, and then uh, he's got another site that's one hyphen evil dot org, and then one heaven dot org or dot com, and yeah. then one evil. He's got he, he's got some somebody gave him a lot of dead on information. He he also goes back to the history of the United States and how it was created and how and how in fact you know like King King. Um, George was, you know, the king of France. He was king of England, all that stuff. That I'm sure you already know. And then, uh, and all the, all the, uh, all the acts that the king was passing during that time, up through 1884, which were all for his people here, you know, 
those that were loyal to the king. But, uh, you know, he's pretty spot on. And then so that's where he formed the Eucadia communities and that kind of stuff, which is ecclesiastical. It's higher than, you know, as you know, everything else. But uh, he's uh, he's got some interesting stuff, especially on the oneevil.org. Wherever he got his information, it's pretty amazing. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I've read, I've been reading all through your stuff. I don't know, that's all I do, 16 hours a day, you know, trying to catch up with everybody else. You know, and yeah, the head pops every fucking day. You know, you got to take a vacation from the shit sometimes. It's too much to swallow, you know. Too much. I know. And, and my time with all this is almost done. You know, we're almost at that point that when I'm done, I'll just leave the website up and people can come in here and get whatever they want to get from it. All right. So I'll just talk about it until then. <laughs> right. I mean, some people... You know, that's, that's all it is. That's, that's all it is. You know, I'm still waiting on, you know, I still want a really true philosophy. I mean, I love the philosophy side of it. I hate the fucking legal side. I really do. The legal side just bores, bores me to death. But, uh, you know, it, it all just reveals itself. So I talk about it, but I like the I like talking philosophy more. You know, like like knowing um, where we're going with it. You know, it, it's just more depth. I, I just I just appreciate the depth. Legal is not depth to me. Legal is actually very shallow because it's a very shallow application of it. What they're what they've really done. They've, they've confounded us with a very shallow way of life. And it, and it appears to be deep, but it's not. It's it's very super lo- superficial level. You know, there's there's right. really no substance behind it. And once you lie to their own first. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, this was an interesting. I picked up you know my birth certificate, authenticated one, right? Uh, you know, it's on what Northern Bank no paper, right? But on the back of the thing. Yeah, the watermark is void all the way across, right? Void, 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 repeatedly. And then on the front, the other watermark is a uh, is you know county of Sacramento or something like that, official document or something like that. And uh, that was that was kind of an interesting thing. And and it's all my name is in proper case on the birth certificate also. Yeah. And so, not that any of that, I mean, they created the person from that. I understand that. It didn't matter what what way they were going to spell it. No. But it was interesting that they voided, the, it was voided in the watermark for the paper. What? I don't know. What's that? The watermark on the paper? Yeah. It was void. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, but it's on American or Northern Banknote paper, of course. You know, so it obviously meant something yeah. to somebody. Yeah, dark, dark. I have no idea what happened to Christian Walters. To who? Christian Walters. Dark, dark. He's asking about Christian Walters. Oh, I have no right. idea what happened to him. Well, let's do him a few times. All right, bro. Hey, I'm going to get to finish my dinner here. 
And I just wanted to say hi and thank you. And uh, I'll uh, talk to you again, uh, what, Thursday night? I have no idea. Whenever it's All right, well, whenever it is. Whenever it is, it'll give me an alert. But uh, I appreciate everything. And, uh, yeah, good luck reintegrating back into society, bro. Huh? Good luck reintegrating back into society. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna, yeah, good luck with that for me, man. We'll see what happens with it. Yeah, no, it ain't gonna happen. It's gonna be a different world. Yeah, so, maybe, it's all maybe, good. Maybe, maybe I'll just have to recreate it in my image. No, exactly. That's where it's at. It's just, you, know, you know, maybe that's what I'm just gonna have to do. Is I just have to recreate it in my in, in the image that we needed to be in. You know, who knows? Maybe, who knows what's gonna come of it? It's a messed up place right now, man. Yeah messed up and keeps getting worse, you know. Military's flying overhead all the time. They're planning. But we'll see what happens. All right. Love you, Will. Love you, man. Right on. Thank you. All right. Thanks. All right. Bye. All right. Well, that seems to be about it, you guys. Like I said, just six bucks. And I'm going to put all those notes I read earlier. Those will be on the website. I'll put it up there as a cliff notes for the call. But anyway, um, I'm going to thank you all for coming out. I enjoyed this. I really do. I enjoy all this. So I'd love to do this more often, maybe more participants next time. But uh, thanks for all coming out. Yeah, uh, Jato Rob, I'm gonna, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna put it on the site. I'm gonna put it up on the, the site as one of the articles. I'm gonna do it as Cliff Note. So, but I do want to thank everybody for coming out. Um, I appreciate it. I appreciate y'all visiting the site, man. It makes me look, makes me just realize that you know uh, people are using it. That's that's really what I uh, what I did it for. Is so I don't know, just so I can get out there, so I get out of my head, really, so I can stop going nuts. So, but thanks, guys. Um, I'll let you know when we're doing another one. I don't know when uh when I'm actually gonna get, you know get the wild hair up my ass to do it. <laughs> so, anyway, guys, I thank you. Y'all have a good night. And uh, I guess this show will post, I hope. If not, I do have it recorded. Hopefully Skype recorder work this time. Yeah, it appears to be doing so. So we're all good. So, but thank you, and have a good night. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.